Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So much larger than life. Launch timers. I'm on my way. Is the Matt Thomas Show. Twelve o'clock in H Town. What's happening, lunch timers? I am Joe George. F plus Joe. Wow. That wasn't strong, enough enthusiasm. Strong start to the show, Michael Connor. Uh Ross is out all week. Matt's out again today. So it's yep. you and me. Again, for the next three hours, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. We'll do gut feelings at one o'clock. We'll have Jonathan Alexander at one thirty talking Texans. We've got all of our exes in town are meeting with their new friends. JV's meeting with the Mets media. Carlos Correa supposed to meet with the Giants media today. Got canceled. We've got conspiracy theories. I thought you were talking about like our our actual exes. No, like, oh God, I don't want to know what she's doing. What do you only have one? Only one serious one. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I guess I only have like two or three. So we got a lot to get into today, Texans, Astros. But, you know, with JV getting introduced today for the Mets, you guys can find us on Twitter at Joe George Radio at MC790. You guys are always welcome at 713-212-5790. It's Christmas week, so it's anything goes it le- Wednesday. Yeah, le- genuinely is, is Tuesday. It Tuesday. It's genuinely an anything goes week. Yeah, whatever you guys want to talk about. Like, we're here for Noah. What's your Twitter handle? I saw you there. It's uh, at Noah on 790. At Noah on 790. I'm sorry. Slow I apologize. Slow climb to how many followers? We're creeping up on 300. All right. That a boy. Help Noah get there. Get Noah to 300. How far away if are he you? Gets to three, if you get Noah to 300 before the show, I'll let you guys know where you can find Noah's mom on Twitter because she tweets me. That's not true. She does, I'm sure. She does. She thinks you're negative. Yeah, I know. He told me this. He told me that his mom thinks I'm too negative sometimes on the air. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we laughed about that. I told I told Sabrina this at home one day because Sabrina knows Noah's sister. Oh, okay. Very well. And um, yeah, they. I was like, Noah's mom apparently thinks I'm too negative on the air. I mean, look, Michael. I mean, maybe she's onto something. Maybe you're a negative Nancy. I, I try to not be. Okay, I'll admit. I mean, no, there's I not a, a little too far negative. No, there's maybe not a lot of things besides the Astros. There's not a lot of positives. Yeah, I mean, there's no positive from last night. Rockets wise, they got their asses kicked again by a terrible Spurs team. Yeah, oh gosh. She thinks you're negative in terms of like Astros games. Like whenever the Astros were down oh. against the Mariners in Game One. Oh well, I mean, I'm sorry they're getting their asses kicked. Well, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Justin Verlander uh, meets with the Mets today with the media. I didn't see Mr. Met there or um, Mrs. Met. I did not either. Carlos Correa was supposed to meet with the Giants today. That's been postponed. We know Jose Abreu is here. Uh, Michael Brantley is back. Did you see the story today, by the way, about uh, Michael Brantley that the Rays and the Jays were after him hot again? I'm not surprised. The Jays must really like him. Yeah, they do. Clear. I mean, George is there. I think they They're need BFFs. I, I think they need. Uh, I think they have a leadership problem. Oh, they. Cl- they're. they're a- Clear cut 
they have a lack of veteran leadership. Yeah, like they, they need that Carlos Beltran the Astros had. That's what the, the Rays GM talked about recently yeah. at their press conference. Like, we need a veteran leader in this clubhouse. And yeah. yeah that's so Michael Brantley makes a ton of sense for them. Yeah. But he's back. Montero's back. So we'll start with the Astros because free agency is basically over. And a little bit later on, we'll kind of go through who the biggest threats to the Astros are looking ahead to 2023. Now that really, unless like a, a Rafael Devers trade from the Red Sox happens, this offseason is pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, the trade market has been just a complete nothing almost. Yeah, like I, I just... And I don't think it's going to change. No, I don't think it does either. Like, I, I don't think we're going to see any big splashes this offseason. So I think pretty much what you're looking at across baseball is what you got. You got the best players... On their new teams, we're not really looking for any big splashes. There's not even really any rumors out there of any massive trades that are on the horizon. Obviously, it seemed like the Mets and the Padres continue to be wild with their money and their prospects. But Padres spent another twelve million dollars today on yeah, Matt Carpenter. Yeah, they had, going back to the Yankees. They had Seth Lugo yesterday, Matt Carpenter today. They're trying. I'll they give are. them credit. They're probably going to win that division. What have the Dodgers done? Nothing. I read a story that was interesting that part of the reason why the Dodgers have spent very little money is because they're worried that they're on the hook for $20 million this year. Oh, with Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that Trevor Bauer. could be a, an issue with the... He might could, win his case. Yeah, he might win his... There, there's a chance he could win his case. The suspension gets knocked down. He could yeah. be back. Um, and they have to pay him that money. And then on top of that, they are trying to reset their, their luxury tax as well because yeah. you know what's happening next offseason. They're going to offer Shohei Otani... $500 million. Shohei Otani sweepstakes are going to be the most interesting thing since LeBron James was a free agent. You want to talk about the dumbest decision maybe anybody made of this winter and it happened right before the winter with Shohei Otani taking $30 million for this year from the Angels and not going to arbitration? Yeah, that was weird. He should have taken arbitration yeah. and gotten 40 Because, I, look, is there anyone else comparable to Shohei Otani no. hitting the free agency market besides LeBron James? No. Like, there's no NFL equivalent. Like, they'd be, they'd be like Patrick Mahomes hitting free agency. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, the biggest NFL free agent recently was Russell. Well, Russell Wilson got traded. I guess, Tom, I guess Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, so like Brady. Peyton Manning when he, was, when he was a free agent, but he was like coming off a neck injury. Yeah. So, when you look at the Astros right now, we're, you know, 10 days away from 2023. What's left? You've got some bench pieces. Is your bullpen set? Are you set with your rotation? You're looking for a center fielder, maybe. Like how still? are you? Like how do you? I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Like one through eight or one through seven. This lineup is deeper than it was last year. It's probably the deep, deepest it's been since 2019. Since 2019, I think it's fair to say. 2021 was pretty good, but I mean, 2020 was just such had, a bad year. It's hard I mean, to say. With Bregman being so bad that year, it was yeah. Like, you know, like when healthy, this is probably the best lineup since 2019. Because yeah. I think Abreu is. I think he's going to have a great year. I do too. I think that there's you know there's some people that you, know, you go read the Keith Law article or whatever and tell me oh, he doesn't hit the fastball the same. Okay, if he goes out and say he hits 300 and hits 20 home runs, you know what's worth the you know what's, what 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 is a good idea? It's paying him 20 million dollars for a year. Yeah, well, and if he and like if his home run production's down but his double production is up, he's going to have more guys on base here in Houston than he ever had. Yeah, drive in Chicago. Runs. He's going to drive in a ton of runs. Um, so what's left? Is there anything left? Are you good? I think the only thing that you're looking at now is center field. Still, if you're doing it, it may be like you mentioned, a bench piece. Some sort of bench piece. Cause I, a backup catcher or... Yeah. Like I, I think it's like a veteran catcher to compete. Someone of Jason Castro's 
quality mm-hmm. that goes to spring training and Yanier Diaz, Corey Lee, and this catcher are competing for the backup spot. Because I think you, you still reach the quite with minor league options and everything and those guys being young, like, is it worth having them on the big league club to, to not play much? The, those catchers? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, you want them to play. You want them to get... I know that, you know, AAA pitching is definitely... Way different than big league. You go see guys put up insane numbers in AAA at times. Well, I also put those up here. You know, I I think both these guys too. I I want I would talk to them and say, look, you might be a catcher, but you both also need to get better at other positions if you really want to be on this roster. Yeah, and we were talking about this before the show. Look, the reality is, there's two years left on Bregman's deal. Correct. Two years left on Altuve. So, like, you talk about deep down the road problems. They exist. Yep. So, like, you need to develop a third baseman. I think that's why Pedro Leon is still really interesting to me because he's playing all over the place. He's interesting, but, like, I I, I just go, and I know it's just one year. He could come back and look different this year. I just can't get behind guys that hit 230 in the minors. I know, but I, we'll see. Like, he totally, I mean, no, he got on base and everything and walks a ton, which is great. Good pop. Good speed. Yeah, but it's and Dusty loved him in spring training last year. Dusty fawned over him all the time. I thought the way Dusty Baker talked about Pedro Leon last year and the way he talked about Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers, I thought there was a chance Leon was going to be off the first day. I, I thought there was like, too, just because like minute. he was so glowing about him, and it's not. I think it's going to be the most. That's the most interesting position battle. It's really the only position battle, I guess, is center field. Yeah, like backup catcher, center field. I mean, do they give Jake Myers one more chance? I don't know. <laughs> it seems like James Click got fired because okay, of, Jake of Jake, is Jake Myers. He so Jake Myers. I think I'm actually wouldn't be shocked if Jake Myers is not on the team by spring training. But with minor league options and everything, why why did he get know. rid of him? I know, but like but I, just, I'm with you. Like the way in the way that he played, hell, they they came. Didn't he start in the World Series? Or he started in the postseason. He made a start in the postseason. I'll start. Was it a start? Yeah, I think so. But he played. Uh, he bit. might have started a little bit more than that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, so it's just it's interesting. Like with like you see all these teams making big splashes. And I know we talked about this yesterday, and the A team did as well. About well, the Astros aren't doing enough. They just don't have to. Yeah, they, you don't f- fix something that's not broken. Like I yeah. think we live in a world where we li- we, we as a society want to fix everything, and th- sometimes when things aren't, there's not a problem. And like, there's no clear cut. It's not like the Astros are loaded. Now, they do have some older players. Yeah. Brantley's older. Abreu's older. Mm-hmm. But you go look at Maldon and Bregman. And Altuve's still considered in the prime of his career. Yeah, he's leaning towards the back half of it. But I think it's one of those guys that's probably still always going to hit. It's just going to be different as he moves along. Yeah, for sure. Tucker, they're all like, most of these guys are in their mid 20s. Well, and the pitching staff's really like your youth. Yeah, I mean, they are. Super young overall. Yeah, I mean, I, so McCullers. He's twenty eight. Is the 29? oldest starting pitcher next year? Uh, he might be. The, he and Fromber might be the same age. So like they're right there. So yeah, this team. Look, it's it's one of the, we always talk. We talked about this uh, since I got here the last three years, and I'm sure well before that. Like, it's an embarrassment of riches that once again, like people McCullers want. Twenty nine in October, so he is older than. No, he and Fromber are both twenty nine. Okay, Fromber just turned twenty nine in November. So both. Like you want, you look at the Astros and you go, "How do you solve a problem?" But what problem? But it seems like there are people on on social media. Look, that's a small portion. Yeah, that they want more. Like we had a, a caller yesterday call in and ask about uh, Varsho from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that the Astros don't love the price. Yeah, 
as they shouldn't. I mean, and and, and you're reading Ken Rosenthal's thing today. Teams in part are making trades because teams right now are asking so much for players and trades that teams aren't motivated to go make moves. Yeah, it's always and, and in part it's because there's an expanded postseason now. There's fewer teams that right now, and with the draft lottery coming into, there are fewer teams that are motivated to tank out than ever before. There's teams that are less willing to trade players. So prices are going to go up. They are, but what's so interesting is it doesn't feel like we're seeing the competitive balance with the money coming with that. And I don't think you ever will. It's all about markets. Yeah. Like, you like have... I was reading something from Jerry DePoto the other day in Seattle. And, you know, he's like, we're committed to spending what we, we we should be spending on this roster everything. But he did say, like, we're never going to be. And it's that's the truth. Like, fan bases can never realize that. And we're lucky here in Houston, we're in a large enough market now to where they can play with the big boys every single year. They well, can be one of the top five teams in salary every single year. They can afford it. Well, and one of the things that helps is the success. Yes, it absolutely does. Because like, you're selling out, you know, 81 games a year almost. Or probably, yeah. well, they probably sell out 70 games in the yeah. regular season. And then all those all that postseason money. So yeah, it's postseason like. Postseason money's insane. There's definitely a, a lot of money to be had and the jersey sales and all, all that stuff. Like, it factors in. But if you're like a Cincinnati or a Pittsburgh or Milwaukee, like, you're never going to always be able to spend. It's just the reality of who they are. They're always going to be limited in what they can do. They have to draft well still. Pittsburgh is the one that I challenge. You challenge Pittsburgh? Why? I think they're just a bad organization. Uh, they're a bad organization, but I don't think like that's a place that you can ever consistently spend money. Man, those fans are crazy. I really wish that that series was later in the year, Michael. Oh, I, I want to go, go so bad. It's on my list, but it's going to be. It, it it's might be. be cold. It might be, be snowing. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety is your guys' way into the show. You guys can find us on Twitter at Noah on seven ninety for Noah Fouts at MC seven ninety at Joe George Radio. We are in for Michael and Ross, Mike and Will. We will get to you next right here on Sports Talk seven ninety. Back here on the Matt Thomas Show, Sports Talk 790, Joe George and Michael Connor filling in for Matt and Ross. Just talking about some of the free agent stuff going on with the Astros. Uh, just real quick before we go out to the phones at 713-212-5790 uh, and talk to you guys about free agency. Just long term. Just speaking of the catcher spot. Yeah. Do you like Corey Lee? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Do you like Yanni or Diaz? I don't think that either one of them is your long-term catcher. And that's where I kind of wondered if they should have made a push for Christian Vasquez. I would have liked to see him stay. I said that from the like the 
first week that they got him. Yeah. I thought that he was like, if you were in the clubhouse at all, he's a great fit. Like three Guys, years, $30 million from the Twins. It's not a ton. It would have been a lot to be not the primary catcher. Right. And that's at least one year that you're not going to be the primary catcher. Yeah. And I don't think we can guarantee that Maldi's only going to play this one more year. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, at some last point, his, his, deal. His, his role has to slow down. You can't oh, yeah. play him 120-something games. That's you some, just yeah. can't. But you need to have someone that comes in. You know, like Wilson Contreras was obviously like the popular name that was coming up. Can I tell you, I'm so happy to get him. Yeah, I'm good with it too. I like Willie, but like it's uh, to me that contract is the one thing about uh, this was a good off season to not have big holes to fill if you're the Astros. Yeah, because it's over the deals that went all over the place. Crazy. I mean, Wilson Contreras for five years is way too much. I love Carlos Correa, but 13 years is an insanely long deal. It's just it's so much. Maybe the Giants are getting cold feet. Yeah, he does have, He did miss his press conference today. So like, I, it's the one thing where like one of the positives of this offseason, where it's just like you didn't have to, you didn't have to be in a competition for these guys. No, because I think almost all of these contracts, you're going to regret. And like, while you might not like the thirty or the Jose Abreu deal potentially, it's a three year deal, right? It's way better than and you look, not liking the last five of Trey Turner. Year three for Jose Abreu being here. The Astros currently on the books. This is without arbitration uh, being factored. And they got a lot of arbitration guys that would be like year three and whatnot. Last year's of arbitration, that includes um, Fromberg, Kyle Tucker, um, as your biggest guys that will be last year arbitration. Right now, for the 2025 season, the last year of Abreu's deal where he makes $19.5 million. They have $66.5 million committed. That's Ooh. it. That's it. got to get Tucker locked up. Yeah. That's the one thing that, like, if there was a way to do it, I would do it this offseason. I would as well. I mean, I thought that they... Because really if you're going to give it. someone a 10-year deal, you want to give it to him starting today? Yeah, when he's 25. So... No, Tucker's 26 now. Even then, you so you, like, you do it. Because, like, you're, what's he going to get? Seven, eight years when he hits free agency? When he hits free agency, he'll be what twenty nine. Yeah, he'll. So be, he'll. I mean, with what we've seen this year, teams are more willing to extend out years to get the number down. I per think. Year. I think we'll see a regression pretty quickly. I think this. we will too, but I think it's still possible for like the higher end guys. I think it's still oh, a possibility yeah. to bring again if you can bring your number down be... per year from thirty million to twenty five, and you have to extend it out two years. Is it that big of a deal? The one thing that I think this offseason could be good for baseball is I think you could see with these huge long-term deals going out, I think you might see teams be a lot more aggressive in keeping their guys. I think so. I, I hope so. Um, and I hope that includes the Astros. Because, and, can, and can we talk about one guy real quick that you did keep, like, still looking at it? Jordan got bad advice on time. I know you get your oh, money. You get your money, but man. The two worst contracts in Major League Baseball are Ronald Acuna Jr., and Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Six for 115. And a, what a steal for the Astros. Acuna's is like a quarter of that. I think he got, what, eight for 100? Yeah. It's a disaster contract. Why is this? Come on, Michael. It's my, I don't do anything. It just picks up talking. That's fine. Uh, 713 Let's go out to Katie, talk to Will, talk some free agency. What's up, Will? What's going on, guys? Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first thing I want to address is I am highly disappointed. I hope Indy Kalu is still up in the office. Because how in the world does he not know who Freddie Mercury is? That just 
blew my mind. I don't know if one of y'all were on the show. I can't remember. But no, but I mean, like, you know, like what? In Indy is not a rock guy. Like he's never. I, he didn't I mean, grow like, up that know, way. I honestly didn't. I didn't know who Freddie Mercury was until until the movie came out. Michael, yeah, like that's, we didn't listen to Queen. Then, I didn't listen to Queen ever. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't was in my dad's like, playlist growing up. When I was little, my mom just made like a little recorded tape for us in All Star Baseball, and half of them were Queen songs. I just, I mean, it's just it's just hard to believe. But anyway, um, uh, question of what y'all think of just a backup center fielder for this year, maybe um, Andrew McCutcheon or maybe Corey Dickerson. And the only reason I say him is because since they're doing the only two pickoff moves allowed and they're making the bases bigger. There's going to be more steals, and I feel like Corey Dickerson has still has some speed with him. Um, I just don't know if he's healthy or not. But then also, man, I can't even think of like a backup catcher that would go with Maldonado. I don't believe Corey Lee or anybody we have is like you, like you guys just said is our long term option. So I don't really know what y'all want to do or what y'all would do with that backup catcher situation. But also, like I just think those two guys we could get them cheap for center fielder, um, right handed Andrew McCutcheon with a short porch. With the Crawford boxes, I think would be great. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I just want to bring that up and any clues. So I'll hang cool. up and listen, guys. Thanks, well, appreciate it. Andrew McCutcheon is no longer a center fielder. Those days are way. He's just uh, basically a DH now, right? Yeah, he, he's not even much of an outfield. He's like thirty-seven years. He wasn't very good last year for. He hadn't been very good for a few years. I, I look. I think that there are there are needs to fill in your bench. I also look. This is one of the conversations about the structure of management. You might not want to get any of these guys in free agency, but you might be able to get some of the better players and be a trade. Yeah, and I'm still really confused on like who's making those deals. I mean, because it's one be. it's one thing to be we want Michael Brantley to come back. You know, Bill Furcus goes to that's who I think is Brantley. Like, those and, guys, the assistant GMs that are baseball guys, like I would yeah. imagine they're doing a lot of the legwork, and then they're just going to Crane and and. And he's just signing checks, but that's fine when you're signing checks. Uh, uh, how many guys are trying to make a trade? Is it well, there's three report assistant GMs plus there's this Bagwell Biggio thing on the side? Like it, who who is the one that's really in charge? And that's what I do. I know we've talked about this when you come on with the A team that. You know, Jim Crane has mentioned uh, January as his plan. Yeah, we can ask Brian McTaggart, who, by the way, is going to join us yes. at two o'clock. Brian McTaggart will join us at two. Jonathan Alexander will join us at one thirty. We'll do gut feelings at one. Um, it's just, it's my, it's still my biggest, con- not concern. I just don't get it. And that's that's a Thursday segment, Noah. I just don't get it. Wednesdays. Yes, Thursday. Fridays. It's, Thursday. One, it's one of the mysteries of the offseason. Yeah, it's just like... Wh- and, you, and again, we you were talking about a minute ago. Like, there does not necessarily need to be a rush on their GM. Yeah, you don't have to make a trade today. Because I do still think that... I My belief. I'll, there's a lot of people that were in the Luno regime still here. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if the hire is not a Luno regime guy. That's just me. It could be Brad Osmus. We've heard that name. I think that would be a mistake. It could be, a, but I think that with all the guys that were Luno-based guys, know how they operate, you hire a Luno-based guy from that regime, and you can take your time. Yeah. Because, they did, again, they didn't need to do a lot this offseason. The, the only thing that I... 
I'm I'm also very curious about with this GM search is is it a real search or is this James Click again? Like, is it going to be someone that even if it's an internal promotion, say Bill Furcus, my apologies to the other two guys. I don't know your names. Yeah, I got to look it up again. I just know Bill because of his, what his last name is, yeah, and I'm scared to say to it. Remember. And I'm scared to say it on the air, partially. But are you just going to give him a one-year deal? Like, it's just, it's just curious. And honestly, there's no reason to doubt Jim Crane or the Astros, but the whole situation's bizarre, and I'm just very curious, like, what their next step's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And because and part of me still thinks they're just waiting for the guy from Milwaukee, David I, Stearns. I, I do, too. That he's a, I can tell you this. And this isn't me having ins- like you just hear things. Yeah, you're around. That was being talked about in like August. That was being talked about the day uh, Crane fired Luna. I know, but I mean, I'm like that. That was yeah. that's been around. Yeah. So I I, I Stern, wonder. Stearns is still as a connect. Like I know that this isn't ever, like Stearns' wife is from here. Yeah. Like I, there's I think there's a really good chance that they just run out this three GM system for a year, tag team it, and the Stearns is named your GM. As soon as they win the World Series in 2023. It wouldn't shock me one bit. Instead of celebrating, like doing a parade and be like, are they going to fire James Click today like we did this year? It's going to be, have they hired David Stearns yet? Because that's likely what it's going to be next year if there's another parade. 713-212-5790. Jasper, we see you. We'll get to more some more Astros. But I have this question for you, Michael, and we'll get to this next. The Texans have been competitive the last two weeks. Is there any chance... Lovey Smith can convince you over the next three weeks that he should stay on as a head coach. We'll discuss that next here on Sports Talk 790. Rolling along here on Sports Talk 790 on the Matt Thomas Show. Joe George, Noah Fouts, Michael Connor here with you till 3 o'clock. In about 30 minutes, we'll do Gut Feelings. I don't have any gut feelings right now. I got to think of them. Well, you got 27 minutes to figure it out. Maybe Jasper will help you. 713-212-5790. Talking some Strohs with you guys with some Texans here in just a minute. But Jasper, what's going on? Hey, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to visit with y'all. And just want to say that the Astros, um, like many other uh, championship teams that have, uh, you know, been really good teams for, for a duration of time in their you know, when they hit that heyday, they need a Chaz McCormick type. That's no problem. He's loyal. He's going to be there. He appreciates being there. He's going to give you every ounce of what he's got. And you look back at some of the at-bats that he had in this past World Series, the clutch at-bats, the clutch hits, the clutch plays in center field. I'm just wondering why in the world everybody's so hot to try to get a, a new or different center fielder. And I believe if he if he was to start and play every game for a whole season, or most of them thereof, I think he could be a 20-home run guy. But uh, just want to get y'all's take on that. Yeah, thank you, Jasper. It's fair. I, he definitely has enough pop to be a 20-home run guy. I, if they rolled out Chaz McCormick for 140 out of 162 next year, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd see, look, what he is through his first two seasons. He played 108 games and 119. He's a 250 hitter with lifetime 28 home runs, mm-hmm. 14 home runs each season. I think you'd see a guy that's going to hit 240 and get on base between 310 and 330 and slug enough to where his OPS is going to be just above 700. Yeah. He's a league average player, which is fine. Yeah. 
And he's going to play a good enough center field that doesn't have an elite arm at all. In this lineup, that's to, perfectly fine. It's, it, it is fine. There's a team, I mean, like, when they won their first World Series, up until he got hurt, they are rolling out freaking Jake Marisnik yeah. in center field all the time. Like, you're always going to have a position where it's a league average player. Yeah, you're it's not going to be... unavoidable. You're not going to be nine deep. There's no. seven. I mean, like, they've had some times where they've been nine deep. Like, 2019 was pretty nine deep for a while. Yeah. But even the nine deep was a catcher that was hitting 240. Yeah. And was in a very good catcher in, in Robinson Torino. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. He had a good year that year. He had good postseason. I mean, um, he hit some home runs at least. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't think, like, yeah, everyone always, part of it, you know, Jasper, is people always want what they don't have. Yeah. Brian Reynolds, Dalton Varsho, like guys like that, like they're just, they're out there, first of all, because they are, they've talked to the Diamondbacks about Varsho. Brian Reynolds has asked for a trade from the Pirates. So they're available. So your team's going to talk about it. Yankees fans would be doing the same thing if their team was deeper. They'd be saying, well, why aren't we trading for this guy? Yeah. He's available. Yeah. So it's just like you always want what you don't have. Yeah. I mean, again, this is a, there's a what, and you're going to spots where you could have a clear upgrade. Kevin yeah. Cormick is a good platoon player. Like, he should always play against left handed pitching. It'd be ideal to have a guy that's really okay. good against right handed pitching. Let me ask you this question to split time with. Martin Maldonado is the catcher no matter what. Yeah. Is there another position or person on this roster that you would say you could 100% upgrade in any move you make that's reasonable? Like oh, you can't reasonable upgrade, move, no. Like, you can't upgrade at closer. No, I mean, like, unless the Cardinals suddenly wanted to trade Nolan Arenado. Exactly. Or the, you know, somebody wanted to give up a shortstop. Like, like there's I love just, Jerry Payne. You could, you could upgrade there. Yeah, like, there's no, like, reasonable... No, nothing reasonable. Yeah, I mean... I. You gonna, like, how are you going to upgrade this rotation? You'd have to trade for Justin Verlander. Yeah, yeah. You or Gary Cole. You would have overpaid to keep Justin Verlander. That's yeah. You would have upgraded it. So, like, there's just... It, this is team is is the most embarrassment of riches. I still think the one thing we haven't talked about today that's still coming, I do think... I personally believe we are going to see one of the starters traded. Because I, 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 I think... I would have been that way. I think if, Dusty's going to get his way. I would have been that way if Verlander was still here. I think there's going to be a big splash lefty bullpen arm coming. Now you see, to me, that's a complete mistake. If you're trading off, and I don't, see, that's where I think the analytics outweigh it. You can't I hope trade so. off a, a pitcher, a starting pitcher with control for a left-handed Yeah, so maybe it won't be a starter, but I think we'll see a... I, I don't know, I just feel like something's coming. Look what happened. You don't think that Dusty sat back and watched last year that they went out and they mowed through the postseason without a lefty? Yeah, it's true. And you won a World Series? You don't need left-handed pitching. It's the most overrated thing in sports. Maton's still on the roster? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. He, he got tendered a contract. He's controllable. He's got like two years or three years left of arbitration. Yeah, someone punching a locker because they gave up a hit to their brother doesn't exactly scream Dusty Baker. To you and I on the outside, though, it was an awful thing. They were still, they still like loved him in the clubhouse. And he was was like, it was the same as always. For some reason, he's in there getting drunk in the middle of everything. I'm in Seattle. He's just a clubhouse guy. He was a rager in the Seattle clubhouse. And the lights were off. They had strobe lights all over yeah. the place. And here's Phil Maton, drunk as a skunk, with his gordita arm wrapped up in plastic so he doesn't get it wet. And he's bombed, and he's goofing off throughout it. Like so, like to you and I, yeah. Like it looks like, like how could you allow that guy back in your clubhouse? They didn't give one crap. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. It's crazy. That's fair. I watched that video for some reason the other day. I think the reason why he got so mad was how. 
excited his brother got. The Phillies, the Phillies got. got. Yeah, their bench was going bananas. Yeah, over just the hit. I mean, I get it's your brother. Like it's a cool moment. I think Phil Maton is the be- should be the better big leaguer than his brother. Yeah, but it's one at bat. I know. What happens if that at bat happens a hundred times? Probably gets a hit twenty five percent. Yeah, because he's a two fifty hitter. Yeah, because that's baseball. Uh, we'll get one more in here. Let's go to, out to Mo City. Talk to Jim. Jim, what's going on? Hey guys, hey, I just wanted to kind of add to the center field con- uh, conversation. Just uh, it, uh, not really too much to add, but I mean, if we don't sign anybody to play center, to me it sounds like we're we're good with. Are they good with Chase? in there, as well as are they saying that we're fairly confident in someone like Pedro Leon coming up, and then let's not forget Drew Gilbert, the first-round pick, who I think um, might be the guy in a year or two uh, at, that they are, are grooming for center field. So I, I just kind of uh, feel like, you know, if they don't do something, it's there, there's enough confidence with the, one of those three guys to, um, you know, hold the fort down in center. Um and man, spring training just can't get here soon soon enough, man. I'm just ninety nine days, Jim. Is that it? Oh, ninety nine. We are we are officially under a hundred days. We were, or, talking about, we were talking about that the other was day. Was I think yeah, I think it was a hundred days yesterday. So ninety nine days. We were talking about that the other day at home, and she was like, "God, it feels like it was just yesterday that won the World it Series." It was like since two, yesterday. It's like two months though. Now. I, I know. But. And I'm all you know from from you know we're getting ready to get back in baseball. She's like, "God, you're gonna be back in baseball mode before we know it." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah." It's going to be here before we know it. The uh, winter is short when you're champions. I think it's an interesting point brought up by Jim because typically we are seeing these four-year college baseball players, Alex Bregman, Chris Bryant, guys like that that played a lot of ball in college that are hitters. They're coming up quick. Yeah. Now, Drew Gilbert got hurt, obviously. Yeah, I think if he didn't get hurt last year. Because he was like a diving catch too, right? He yeah, ran into the wall, uh, I think. Yeah. He pulled the Jake Myers. Yeah. Um, messed up his elbow. So, like, if he's... I don't know if he'll be ready for spring training. I don't no, know. No, no, he's got no chance at the big leagues next year. Yeah. I, but I don't remember when I think when if he, it was before... I mean, if he didn't get hurt, he probably would have had an outside shot this year. I think there's a reasonable op- chance that Chaz and Dubon and these guys are just your center fielders. And then if Gilbert can get healthy, it's no guarantee, play this year. It's no guarantee the guys play 10 minor league games, but I... Just from the mentality of the guy, yeah, he's going to be a player. I wouldn't be shocked if he's your starting center fielder in 2024. Somewhere in the outfield, yeah. Left field, center field, somewhere. Or if he's your Kyle Tucker replacement down the road. That's a lot down the road, though. Actually, that's too far down the road. Five of his games were in center field when he played this year in the in minor leagues. Yeah. I mean, see, what's interesting with your 58 at, at Tennessee. What's interesting with Alvarez is that he gives you like a flexibility you could just make him your DH again any day you want. Yeah. Like if you if you traded for like Brian Reynolds, you had Tucker Reynolds and then Gilbert was ready to come up, you would just make Alvarez the DH. Problem solved. So like Gilbert's an interesting name that hasn't been talked about a lot because a, he got hurt. By the way, it was a dislocated right elbow. That sounds that spontaneously fun. went back into place. That sounds lots of Because remember like, he started to play again yeah. after it, and then they were like, eh, it's still bugging him a little bit. Disgust. That's brutal. Uh seven one three two one two five seven nine. Your guys' thoughts on the Astros throughout the show are always welcome. And in forty five minutes we joined by Jonathan Alexander from the Houston Chronicle, uh talking some Texans. Uh but coming up next, we'll get to Lovey Smith. Can he convince you that he should keep his job? That's next year on the Matt Thomas show without Matt Thomas and without Ross Vireal. <laughs> 
Final segment of the 12 o'clock hour here on Sports Talk 790, the Matt Thomas Show without Matt and Ross. Matt will be back later this week. Ross will be back next week. Michael will be with you here all week. Yeah, pal. I'm going to be here every day, apparently. Every day on the Matt every Thomas day. Show. I was thinking it was going to be a three-day week. The Michael Connor Show. It's a uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. I would have honestly been doing nothing else this week other than doing, can you do this? Can you do that at home? I'd be changing diapers, so I'm glad to be here. That sounds a lot worse than what I would have. I would definitely. Last night, I had to help put up. So we have two big trees. Okay. And one of them is in the entry hall. Both are up now? Entryway. Yeah, they, well, they've been out of the box since October. Oh, no. But one of them wasn't done. Now, look, she's an extremely busy person. She works. But so, so, We've so, got the kids in the house. She's been getting her master's. Like, so. so she believes in it's, she believes it's okay to put up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. She's a, a Christmas queen. I'm, I'm very much like Thanksgiving. You know what? I'm and fine with Christmas. it because it takes a lot of work to put up. I'm fine with it being out longer because I don't feel like at the end of the, at the end of it, it's like, okay, we just put this up, we're taking it right back down. Okay. How fast does it come down then? Oh, I'm one of those people. I'm taking it down. You're taking the down, trees will. Are stay you taking up it until, down like the 26th? No, the trees will stay up in the house until like the first or second. They're fake trees. January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And her mom bought these ridiculously huge, expensive ones. Like we've got two really nice trees. It was our gift when we bought our house. But no, the day, the 26th, my ass will be outside taking down all the outside decorations. Good call. They're, gone. They're yeah. done. Good call. You put them up. Um. So, Lovey Smith. Uh. They've played well the last two weeks the Texans have. You can't ignore it. They haven't won anything. Yeah, but they've been competitive. They've been moral competitive. Moral victory Monday. It's yeah. Tuesday. It's moral victory like a two-week time period yeah. for the Texans. I think Lovey's going to get fired. I think yesterday you said you don't think that he's going to. Yeah, that's we're doing good feelings at one. Yeah. It's going to be one It's gonna be one of mine. Um, But if you were in charge, would you fire him? Absolutely, I'd fire him. Is there Without anything he can do? Is there anything left no. to change your mind? No, I still find the like the Andy Reid stuff so bizarre that he came out and said that when he did. Like there must be at least rumblings inside the coaching world that he's going to get fired. I think it's very common. Wex brought it up yesterday that um, Belichick did that for O'Brien. Yeah, like, I think it's very common. I think so too. Because like they all know each other, and, so and they all know what's going on. Like that's the thing. Like people don't really like in sports. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on in everything. Like in Bay, we're talking about the Astros stuff. Like everybody knows that, like the inner workings. Everybody knows things. Same goes for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everything. Well, also you can just look at the the TV, instability yeah. of the franchise, the record, the quality of play on offense and defense. Honestly, I think the only reason why the only thing that would stop me from saying Lovey should be gone is just it's such an impossible ask, and that would be I, I would want Lovey Smith just to be the CEO. Hire a new offensive coordinator. Hire a defensive coordinator that's going to run a different defense. Yeah, he can't. And like he's just that's not, and that's just not going to happen. I was say he's not that coach, right? There's yeah, no way. it's just that's that's not going to happen. And and honestly, the one thing with Lovey that's like it's to me it's it's very fair when you look at his track record. His best, his worst years as a head coach, he's been on his own. His defenses were at a different level. When Ron Rivera was his DC in Chicago, and it just it was still good. It gets back to like when you're doing too many things. He also right? had like multiple Hall of Famers on his yeah, roster. Yeah, I mean when you got Brian Urlacher running things in the middle, you're going to be all right. It's different. Peanut Tillman right? in the back. Yeah, Peanut Tillman got some love today Did he? from uh, Tavier Thomas. He credited Peanut Tillman watching the Peanut Punch 
Uh, I for, love uh, the peanut for, punch. Oh, it's awesome! I, you know, not being you're being, you're being a Bears guy. I always love the peanut punch and uh, Devin Hester. The peanut punch is so it, it's so. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just, it's the NFL now. Yeah. You see guys do it everywhere. Yeah. And I know guys were doing it before, but the way he did it was just. He perfected it. Such a different animal. Like, I think going into next season, so for me, there is really, I think, nothing reasonable with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To where, like, I, and this isn't like it's not an anti Lovey Smith thing because I, I love this guy. I just think personally, if you're going to draft a quarterback, you should have an offensive minded coach and a veteran DC that is, I think, has like no chance to be a head coach again. Like, honestly, I would bring back, I'd hire Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, he would be if the I no- was close, I would still give Wade Phillips a look if I was a team. Every everywhere Wade goes the first year the XFL, defenses are great. You're going to you're going to make him abandon the XFL? I'm just saying the like I don't, I don't know why teams don't look like still look into it. I know. I think it's literally the, everywhere he goes the first year of his defense yeah. incredible. It's so interesting. I just you know, that's what the, the Lovey Smith story is is interesting because it just doesn't happen. Like I think he's a like one of like I think it's like eight head coaches ever to get a third shot. To have a third job. Yeah, him. What John Fox is going to be one of them. Another Bears guy. Yeah, Foxy had the Panthers, the Broncos, and the, the Bears. Bears. Yeah. Um. They count. Does Bill Belichick count for that? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Where else was he coached? The Browns. Well, he was introduced as the, the Jets, Jets head coach. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that counts or not. I don't think he, did. he didn't coach a game. Yeah, but I mean, well, he was hired to be the head coach. Yeah. Like, is Carlos Beltran still a former MLB manager? No, I don't think so. He signed a contract. But he never managed a game. But he was the manager. He didn't even go to spring training. But he was the manager. He just got title. He just got fired before he ever managed you know what, a game. Have we ever talked about that? Did he get his money for that? Or did he get fired with, like, caused where you didn't pay him? Oh, it can't be with cause. Like, There's can, no way. So can you imagine? Like, he had to have gotten at least, like, a million bucks a year. Oh, definitely. For at least, it'll be manager contracts for that, usually two years with a third year, year three option. Yeah, I, I don't, at least get a couple million bucks to yeah, not manage for them. I, I don't think that, I don't see how you could fire him with cause. Yeah, there's no way you could. He didn't do anything when he was there. Even, even like Alex Cora, I think would have been challenging to fire with cause. Yeah. I know they had some stuff, whatever, their video guy that they blamed or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, Beltran got fired for his connection to the Astros. Yeah, and like, and that's where I do think I, I, I kind of dive into the conspiracy theory that there was more than just like Jim Crane making this decision. I think so too, because everyone got wet. All this is the roundabout way, though. Is is Lovey Smith going to stick around oh, for yeah. another year? No. He's on his third opportunity. I say no. I'm saying yes. I, I just I think that I think I think that they're going to be maybe, and I don't think it's Texans. Involved, it's I mean, it imparts Texans the the sending out of a spreadsheet of talking about all the money you're spending on coaches. Two I years, I still ago. don't get that. It's still look, so weird to me. Look, I'm gonna. We can openly talk about it. It would be two years in a row of the Texans firing a black head coach, and people would talk. That's fair. I mean, am I wrong on that one? No, I don't think so. I just, and then they would go hire so who who the hell would they hire at that point? Like. <sighs> And if you're one of these, guys, if you're one of these guys that's looking at this job, and you go, well, why the hell would I want that job when they've had two different coaches two years when they? See, fired that's why, them. like, I still think you like you got to fire Casero because I really wonder if we've all, everyone listening, we've all been there, we've all done job interviews, and there's always that part of the interview where they say, "What questions do you have?" And my, if I was a head coaching candidate, say, "Why should I take this job?" If I don't, if I can't guarantee him, I'm even going to have it for more than a year. Yeah. Like, why would you take the Texans' job over the Panthers' job? Why would you take the Texans? Because there's no stability. Like, it's it's really, I, honestly, it's really, really challenging. I think from that perspective. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety is your guys' way into gut feelings. We will do that next. Noah has at least one. Do you have more than one, Noah? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Uh, maybe I have for All sure right. one. I might have. I have one. one. Michael has one. Noah has one. And I you guys. Can, oh, Michael has I'm, two. I'm going deep. And you guys can get your get in here with your gut feelings at seven one three two one two five seven nine here on the Matt Thomas Show. This is the Matt Thomas Show. This is their gut feeling on the Matt Thomas Show. I should have asked Ross for his master list of gut feelings. I do love listening to this segment and then hearing Ross pull up everything that Matt. Oh, gets he gets wrong. so many Matt wrong. Gets so many things wrong. I had I had one that I was. I had one when really I was really close. Uh, I got one recently when I was on that was really bad in June. It was in, mine was in. I think August. In June, I said that USC would make the college football playoff. In August, I said that Alabama would roll through the regular season 2019 LSU style and be one of the greatest teams you've ever seen. They had no wide receivers. They they had two losses. I really like Jameer Gibbs, though. Uh, He's the other guy we haven't really talked to. And there's other talent. I just thought Bryce Young was going to just destroy people. Ah, That wide receiver stuff was tough. Noah, do you remember yours from last week so we can at least talk about you being right or wrong? Uh, I was wrong. I predicted uh, Virginia would beat U of H basketball. Way Mm. to go, dumbass. I've been killing it recently. Did you just pick that to upset Matt, though? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, there's like a different level (laughs) of like. It's like really hard to win on the road, especially in a ranked matchup like that in college basketball. Well, they only won by a couple points, right? Yeah. And but, UH is now number three? Yeah. But before then, I had been killing it. Okay. I predicted Jose Abreu to the Astros. Nice. Um, let's see. You want to go Xander, first today? Xander Bogarts to the Padres. Do you want to go first today, or do you want to... Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I have one for sure, and then possibly a second one. Okay. Uh, my first one, I have a feeling. It's it's almost kind of a hope. I really want Ohio State, Michigan, and the college football oh. Natty. Can I say, I'm not interested in that. I am. We didn't ask you. I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people are, are won that matchup. I don't have interest in it. I do. Not that I, I mean, I'm going to watch. Of course I'm going to watch. But, like, it just, I don't It want would it. be the highest rated college football playoff game of all time. So I can watch Michigan beat their ass again? I don't think they would. Yeah, they would. I think it would be a lot closer this time. I hate Ohio I think State Michigan, cockiness. I think Michigan would win because I don't think Ohio State's tough enough to beat Michigan. They're soft on the inside. Yeah. But, like... You know, also be really interesting if CJ Stroud goes on a run here. He's going to make a push for number one. Everybody's going to make a push for number one between now and April. It's yeah. like we're going to have nine million mock well, drafts. Mel Kiper still, I think Mel Kiper still has Will Levis as his number one quarterback. Mel Kiper's always high. Well, he did say he would he eats retire. pumpkin pie with like whipped cream. Or I something. still think it's so funny that he like went on television and said he would quit his job if Jimmy Clausen wasn't a good NFL quarterback, and we knew it's like three weeks. Yeah, that Jimmy Clausen was not a good quarterback. Yeah. It's the beginning of the hot takes, man. So your your official gut feeling is because you said you want it. Is that your official gut feeling? Yeah, it's a gut feeling, but it's also kind of a you know I hope it happens. Hope and dream. Yeah, and then I'll add one more quick one. Um, I think the Astros sign a catcher. Well, I don't know who, but I don't know if you can roll in with Maldonado and Corey Lee. 
I think that's a good gut feeling. I think that's a good gut feeling. Yeah. There's not very many great ones left. Like, I would say the best one left, and uh, it's not Gary Sanchez. I like Jorge Alfaro. He's, he's like fine. A, he's like a career 260 hitter, which is, <laughs> my calculations, that's better than 180. So that's fact. That's true. Uh, Gary Sanchez coming to the Houston Astros would be hilarious. I would Gary hate. Sanchez didn't even market himself as a catcher. Yeah, he's just a DH. They caught him a lot last year. That's because they didn't have a choice. That's why they went and he's paid terrible. $30 million for it's amazing. That guy was Christian the, Vasquez. The Sanchino was going to be the next coming. Dude, that, and flamed out so Whenever fast you see that. him drop that ball against oh. the Astros in the playoffs, oh my. It was such an easy catch. Like, he should have. It was such an easy baseball play. Two-time All-Star Gary Sanchez. Butch, All-Stars mean nothing. I know. Um, all right, Michael, you will go next? I have two as well. Number one, I'm going to go to the NBA. There was a story about it yesterday. I do think this is finally the year. The Rockets are going to trade Eric Gordon sometime between now and the uh, trade deadline. I just I think it makes too much sense for them to go ahead and do it. Give some other guys some playing time. It is open season now. This contract next year is not guaranteed. Seventy, like seventy-five percent of the players in the NBA are now available for trade. Yeah, uh, after December fifteenth, I, I think that's that's good. Second one, I'm going to the NFL draft, so this one's going to take a minute. Okay, and it's kind of two parted. Number one, Bijan Robinson is going to go top five. Dude, I've been seeing him in mock drafts. The first, I saw one of the top five and one of the top ten, and, I'm and I was you like, right now, "There's no chance." And now, the more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. It's going to be a complete mistake. Whoever does it, total mistake. You know why? Not because of his talent or anything. They're running backs. You don't draft running backs in the first round, and especially that high. It's a it's a dangerous game. The only... There are too many running backs that are out there that get taken after the first round every single year. For sure. That are great. Yeah, Rashad White, Damian Pierce. Derek Henry. Like, there's, like, just this rookie class has been really special, honestly. Kenneth Walker. He's a special player. He's you Yeah, Kenneth Walker has been awesome this year. Brees Hall was really, really good for the Jets. Was it, like, the first pick or the second pick of the second round? I think... So, right now, there's... These are the teams with top ten. This is the draft order right now. Okay. Texans, Bears, Seahawks via the uh, Broncos, Lions via the Rams... Cardinals, Colts, Falcons, Panthers, Eagles via the Saints, Raiders. And the reason why I think you're correct is because the only time I think it's okay to draft a running back in the first round is when you're the best team in the NFC and you don't really need anything. And I like Miles Sanders, but the Eagles have a top 10 pick that's not theirs. Like, yeah. you take B. John Robinson with the you number nine pick. AJ Brown, like, that would make a lot of sense. Because, like, you're not, like, I think it's a waste. Like, if the Arizona Cardinals do it, and I could so see it. Yeah. They think Hopkins, even though I saw a report that Hopkins. I was, say, I, I was thinking about this in the way. Why wouldn't you trade Hopkins? They, uh, there was a report they th- they're saying late second rounder. I mean, the Texans got a second round pick for him. Yeah, one of the worst trades of all time. They should have gotten at least one first. Maybe Dude, like how many wide receivers got traded for first round picks this year? Three. Devontae Adams, yeah. Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. Oh no, Stephon Diggs was traded for a first round pick like three days yeah. after De- DeAndre Hopkins. Disaster trade. Disaster. Like maybe one of the worst moves, and in- it's the worst in the city of Houston. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. Um, all right, so I've got one really long-term and one short-term. Okay. And then we'll go to Brad for your gut feeling. Brad's going to give us a great gut feeling because he always has one every week that's um, wrong. We're going to get into this a little bit later. 
But Deion Sanders has removed 13 scholarships. Yep. Deion Sanders will have a top eight seed in the second ever 12 wow. team college football playoff. Top eight seed? You're, you're willing to that's even that you're putting it. I would have just gone with a with a playoff. I know. Seat. I'm on top eight. You went top eight on that bitch. Prime time. So not next year, but the year after that. I guess it's in three years. Yeah. So he's second because next year's a four team playoff. We got one more four team okay. playoff. Okay. So his third year, he'll be in the top eight. Okay. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they. You know what? When, when is USC? That's so boring. When is USC and US, UCLA? I don't know. I don't know when all that stuff it's happening. It's twenty four, but I so, yeah, think that kind of lines up with the Pac twelve. I, I think like, it's going to be twenty three. Are we still confident the Pac twelve sticking around? Did they get their media deal done? No, no, they've not. Like at some point, the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve had to come together, right? I think they're still. So the I think the big one is the ACC because the ACC has they have this, a TV deal. They have a super binding contract that they that all the schools are trying to get out of. It's been well reported that all these schools are trying to get out of it. And that's why the ACC hasn't fallen apart yet. And that's the next domino is that when that happens, it's going to be the AC. A lot of people think it's going to be the ACC that dies. And those teams go where? Everywhere. Clemson goes to the SEC. Good luck with that, Clemson. You should avoid that. Honestly, if I'm the Big 12, I would want to go to the Big 12. As all the I'm schools. going all in on basketball. Well, they already are. And I'm walking in with Baylor. And I'm walking in with Houston, and I'm walking in with Duke, and I'm walking in with North Carolina, and I'm walking in with Texas Tech. Don't you disrespect You're right. Aren't you happy their coach left? Very Um, happy. (laughs) uh, There's talk to Gonzaga, apparently the Big 12 has. Like, if if the ACC blows up, I'm all in on basketball. I'm saying, look, football is important, but we're going to be the greatest basketball conference of all time and try to steal Duke and North Carolina. I think one of them will end up in... I think Duke and North Carolina, if they leave, will end up in the... Big 10? Big 10. Yeah. They'll be the other two teams. And one of the Miamis. And one of the Florida schools. Like, you would see, like, Florida State go to the SEC, Miami go to the Big 10, or vice versa. It's just... It's and then a never-ending game. And that's when I think then... I know this is a long-winded answer. And then I think that's when you see the Big 12 and the Pac-12 combined. I think we're heading to three conferences. It's fine with me. I think three super conferences. It, it, the, the most obvious thing years ago, and, and even if the, Pac, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 get together, USC and UCLA shouldn't be leaving for the Big 10. It's so stupid. It's but, very dumb. But it was blatantly obvious 10, 12 years ago that the Pac-12, the Pac-10 at the time, and the Big 12 need to get together. Yeah. And we're still there. Uh, last gut feeling, there will be one more head coach fired before the NFL season's over, Nathaniel Hackett. Oof. Before the season. Yep. There's three games left. He ain't going to make it. That's a previous one of mine as well. Yeah, he ain't going to make it all the way. I did mine in like week two, though. Yeah, that good call. He's like, definitely not making and it. Because it's late in the season for this to happen, but I, I honestly think that you're going to see former Texans head coach Dom Capers as the head coach of the Denver Broncos before the season is over. Good for Dom. One more shot. To all right, game. let's go out to the phones here. You guys are welcome in. We'll squeeze you guys in in the next segment as well if you have them. I can move this mouse. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety is our phone number. One screen to the other. Brad in Miami. Brad, what's your gut feeling? Except I'm in Houston. Um, what well, says Miami, yeah, Brad? I, I know, but I am. No, I didn't say nothing. He never answers when I call in. He knows our screen my says Miami, Brad. <laughs> All right, Brad. Go you ahead. know, George, George Joe George predicted the Texans would beat the Dolphins at the beginning of the season. I did. I just thought it. 
Yeah, you did. I listened to the show back, you know, and I'm a Dolphin fan, and I know we got believe anything Brad says, but go ahead. <laughs> I I don't really trust. I, I'm not going to use the wrong word because I know Michael Connor. You'll get mad at me. Jim Crane is not cheap, but he likes to have it his advantage, and he's not going to sign Kyle Tucker because Kyle Tucker's going to want two fifty to three hundred million. And it's going to get more expensive by the time his due date due. And we're going to lose that guy because Jim Crane wants him the way he wants him. I just think we're going to lose Kyle Tucker. That's I mean, guaranteed. I think, we, I think we all feel that way right Thank now. Thank you, Brad. I, uh, and again, like, I think it's a good gut feeling because I... There's I, nothing wrong with Jim Crane's way. You know why? They keep winning. But, he can do whatever he wants. But, they're calculated. They're smart. But... Until it doesn't work. And at some point, it's not going to work. Yeah, eventually, like we all know, the minor league system sucks. Yeah, I mean, like it's not good. The guy who the guy who just who got you, Javier, and all these guys, he's gone. Yeah, he went to Miami. Luno's gone. Patillo's gone. The guy who's in Baltimore's gone. Sig Madoff. They're Michael all gone. Elias, David Stearns back in the day, he's gone. Like he it's just, back, and look, you had two, you had two years of draft picks that are gone. Yeah. That those in one of those drafts was shorter for everybody because yeah. of COVID, but it's significant. So, it's so, look, they're not going to win forever. No, what they're doing it makes no sense. We say that though, but and I, I will say, like at some point they will have to buck the trend of spending. Like, and I know that he's not beloved in New York as much, but have you seen like Brian Cashman's never lost like in his t- his time there. They've never had a losing record. I know, but I cannot they believe they brought him back. I know. Like to say, like they could have a winning record for they could have a twenty year run where they win win every year. But the thing is, they but they but they spend poorly because they it stops the them from making other moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like because they have like a Jacoby Ellsbury bad deal. But for the Astros to get back or to keep that kind of stuff, like they're gonna have to start really crushing draft picks. Here yeah, soon. yeah. Like the Gilbert one last year, he's got to be the next cornerstone piece that comes up. Yeah, he's got to be the next guy to be to. What Tucker was, what all, what Pena looks like he's going to be. Like, he's just got to be the next one in line. And that's just a hard ask. I mean, you might have 10 good prospects on a normal team, and how many of them are good? Like, you think they're all great prospects, but there's a lot more Force Whitley's than there are Kyle Tucker's out there. Yeah. No offense, Force. No, that's true. Hopefully, you pitch this year. Go ahead. Here's my gut feeling Force Whitley will never oh. pitch in the big leagues. Ah, that's on the record on this show. Is it? It is. I said that a long time ago. I was the long. I'm the longest holdout that you could have on him. Man, he had his some, stuff. Still is great, dude. When he's it's so out. it's crazy. He pitches so little, but like last year when he's in the minors, you watch some of those games. I was watching some of it. He's nasty. Like immediately. Yeah. It makes no sense. You're still holding on. Like at this point, there is no reason to go any other way. Yeah. He's gonna pitch in the big leagues. You gotta do it with you. But there's no reason to bet on that. There's none. All right, 15 minutes from now, we'll be joined by Jonathan Alexander, the Houston Chronicle, talks some Houston Texans. What's going on with the team? How much longer are they going to use the two-quarterback system? Because I don't like it. We'll discuss that and more. It's Joe and Michael and Noah here for Matt and Ross on the Matt Thomas Show on Sports Talk 790.
Ten minutes from now, we're joined by Jonathan Alexander of the Houston Chronicle. Talk some Texans with him. Just a couple weeks left to go in the season. Um, we are currently attempting to read an article. Yeah, I get paywalls, but Gord, I think Gordy, Gordy has the. Hey, Gordy, if you're listening, can you find the Houston Chronicle story from Matt Young that says Carlos Correa postponed pending physical? His test results for his physical are the, ah, the San Francisco Chronicle. Let me look at it. Oh. It's, the same, it's the same people. I get why they do it, but yeah, that's disappointing. All right, so we will look into that. So maybe there is something in this Carlos Correa. That would be crazy, Michael, if after all this time, could you imagine a world where Carlos Correa failed the physical? I can't imagine. After signing a deal with the Twins, playing pretty now good look, this, this year. Is, this is, again, when you're around the baseball world and you hear a lot of things, there has always been legit concern about his back from a lot of people. And I've heard a lot of stories about how long it would take him for his pregame routines to get his back ready to go to play games. And he's 28 years old now. So, you know, I guess it's not the most shocking thing, right? Okay, so, sources. Craig Lovati. Okay. Thanks, buddy. He just read the article. It says it could be medical or it could be, like, a COVID issue. So, it Is might that not... Really, that's what it says in the article. Yeah. It could be, so, it might not be a full injury, but it's just... Man. Even just the idea... This is a player that has back history. It's just... It's always been the Correa thing, and I hope it's not because you hope for him. Yeah, it doesn't happen because if you, if that ha- if, if if it was the worst case scenario, so I don't know if we're gonna get to this today because I had this I had this planned. Does out. he go back to the Twins and say, "Hey, I'll take that two eighty five It was uh, okay. Here we go. The San Francisco Giants scheduled eleven a.m. news conference to introduce three hundred fifty million dollars shortstop Carlos Correa was postponed. The team announced, and a source told the Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle, yeah. without elaboration, that the team and Correa are awaiting test results. Correa had a physical. On Monday, so there could just be a delay in processing information from that, especially during Christmas week, or perhaps Correa has come down with an illness and had a COVID test, though those results are typically delayed. So we'll see. It's just, it makes you wonder. Well, it was just weird because the, the way that the day started was I saw the story and all the email said that the Giants PR team put out was today's press conference has been postponed. It was literally one sentence. Yeah. Which is like kind of a red flag, I would say. Postponed is different than canceled, though. If they use that word, that's yeah. They said postponed, so not canceled. So I'm sure he's he's going to be a giant and be there for 13 years. There probably be some some um, you know some changes to the contract though. If there's something in there that's actual yeah. physical. Speaking of one thing, with all these contracts we haven't talked about, um, and this factors into the Tucker conversation down the road too. Gansby Swanson, Carlos Correa. Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Xander Bogarts. They all got no trade, full no trade clauses. But at some point, like in those contracts too, it doesn't matter once they get five yeah. years of the team. It's like you can play the first five years, but then you got ten five rights. Yeah, I think the only person like it would apply to honestly would be Carlos, maybe Dansby. Like the the John. Yeah, with Dansby it would matter. Maybe like the Padres, I think the, the Padres are more likely to trade Fernando Tatis Jr. than Xander Bogarts. It'd be easier to trade Tatis. Than would, it would it? Be. Yeah, he's younger. He's under contract until he's like thirty six. Roids. Yeah, I think I think after injury time, concerns, over time that'll go away. Yeah. 
Well, he's got, you know... He's got, you know what will happen? If he goes out and plays, puts up numbers, it'll go up. Yeah, the shoulder thing's weird to me. Yeah, he, he you can't play him at shortstop anymore. I still don't... Yeah, I don't think he's going to be... I think he's, he's going to be there, gonna play shortstop. I think he'll yeah. be their center fielder. I can't believe they're going to... They signed Bogarts. They're going to play Bogarts at short. Yeah. He's not their best shortstop. No, isn't it the second baseman problem? Cronenworth? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, no. They have four shortstops. Yeah, they got four shortstops. It's about Ha Song Kim or whatever. Yeah. Yes. He's their best defensive shortstop. <laughs> I love the Padres. I think they're great for baseball. I think that, but I think they're just, you look at that and they're poorly put together. Oh, for sure. Here's the other thing. They got to do all this. Are they going to keep Juan Soto? No. I, I feel like they are. You don't trade all that for Juan Soto. Is and he then a not free agent him. next year? Yes. I think he's got one more year this year and then he's free agent. Free agent 2025. It's after oh, the 2024 okay. season. So next year is the offseason of Otani. So you get two more years of the Padres. Then it's the offseason of Soto. Machado can opt out after this year, though. Yeah, and people do think out. that Machado's going to opt out. And the, if that happens, if you're the Padres, you say thank you for your services. You let him walk. <laughs> Huge mistake. If you're, no, it's not if you're Manny, because you're probably going to get paid. He's got a $300 million contract already. And he, but honestly, he might get more average annual value on a shorter-term deal for the same amount that was left. He could. He'll be, what, 30 years old? I mean, he he years finished old. top three in the MVP this year? Second. Finished 18th the year before, yeah. finished third the year before that. Three years in a row, he's been at least MVP votes for the... He's really, players. I think, one of the more underappreciated players in baseball. Yeah. Because of where he's, he's played. He's really good. He played in Baltimore and he played in San Diego. He's also just a douche. Yeah, that that is... That does factor in. Teams don't. Teams did not like him before. He can opt out after... Or no, I guess that's every... It's just the next season. It's only like 2023. I'm about to say, he could opt out every year for the rest of that contract? There's no way. So I was going to say this. Maybe we'll get to this later. How come um, you got $32 million, though, in the bank? Segment I was thinking of for today was uh, thinking of, of the ex-girlfriends of Houston Sports that have signed new contracts today or are supposed to sign new contracts today. Yeah. Uh, which one are you rooting for the least? And which one are you rooting for the most? I don't think that there's... Uh, rooting for the least is Garrett Cole. I was going to almost say he's exempt from this answer. If he's exempt from the answer, I don't think I have one. Honestly, that I'm not like rooting against. Well, Harden. Oh, see, I'm factoring only Astros. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I'm rooting against. Is it Harden or Harden Cole? Harden being a disaster, absolutely. And I love James Harden when he was here. I love him. Never liked. And him. I'll still appreciate him when he comes back one day. But I mean, looking back, it, I will say it's easier now to look back on the Harden thing because Rockets got rid of him at the right time. This game has fallen off so hard. Oh, you know why? You live that lifestyle that James lives, which yeah. is party, 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 party. Crap catches up to you. I still think there's a chance that one day he wakes up and realizes a mistake and is like, "I'm gonna get it together." Oh no, it's too late for that. I, I, I think his athleticism, athleticism has passed him by. Yeah, but he's still got that old man game that should work. I just don't. I just think he's lost. You go. He's slow. Yeah, I do like Adam Clan's gut feeling that he bit stole from the Matt Thomas show that. Joel Embiid will be the next big superstar to demand a trade because of James. Oh, absolutely. When Gordy and I went to Philadelphia for the World Series and never been there before, I was like, we know what's going to happen here, Gordy. We're going to go to Philadelphia and we're going to look at the city and we're going to go, why the hell did Daryl Morey and James Harden want to leave the city of Houston? Don't forget PJ. To, to land here. Don't forget PJ Tucker. The Rockets would have kept running it out and there. And Daniel House. Yeah, but all those guys would have kept running it back yeah. here. All right, 713-212-579 is your guys' way into the show. Today, we'll take a timeout here. Jonathan Alexander of the Houston Chronicle joins us next, talking some Texans here on the Matt Thomas Show without Matt and Ross.
back here on the Matt Thomas Show. Joe George and Michael Connor filling in for Ross and Matt while Ross is out, and Matt will return later this week. Joined now by Jonathan Alexander, the Houston Chronicle, covering the Houston Texans. Uh, Jonathan, it's good to talk to you for the first time. Uh, what's your, yep. What was your biggest takeaway from the Texans keeping it pretty competitive versus the Chiefs this weekend? I mean, uh, you know, I think my biggest takeaway was um, that they, you know, they have a team that can, uh, you know, can compete uh, when things go right. Um, but I also saw a team that everything has to go right, you know, for them to actually kind of compete. I mean, they were winning the turnover battle by two for most of that game. And um, they still needed overtime to defeat the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are a good team. You know, I give them credit for that. Um you know, but the Texans, you know, they're they're a flawed team, and you saw it there at the end. Um, one turnover, and uh, it was a wrap for them against the Chiefs. So I think they got a, a, a lot of building they got to do. Fortunately, they have some high draft picks in next year's draft, and they can continue to build, and a lot of their young pieces are still getting uh, – still have time to develop. As we creep towards the end of this season, obviously – for those of us in the world that talk about these things, the thing that people want to talk about is the future for the head coach. Uh, will Lovey Smith be the head coach of the Texans next season in your mind? Yeah, I think – I don't think that's been decided yet. Um, I think these last three games are, um, you know, will tell a lot in how they perform. You know, they have a chance. These are all, all three of the games that they're playing. While the Jacksonville Jaguars are high, all three of them are winnable. Um, so – I think it really will depend on on how the players kind of compete. I think as of right now, if they continue to lose, if the Texans finish one fifteen and one, I find it I would find it hard uh, to see Nick Casario keeping Levy Smith on. But if they win all three of these games and Levy Smith can kind of show that hey, we were competitive against the Cowboys, we were competitive against the Chiefs, and we won all three games, then yeah, I could see Levy Smith keeping his job, but. You know, as of right now, the way things are going, um, it's hard to imagine. But a lot, these last three games will determine it. Yeah, obviously, right now we got a lot of guys on the injured reserve: Nico Collins, Damian Pierce, or guys that are just have missed a lot of time. Stingley, Kenyon Green, a lot of the young players on this team. So, when fans are, are watching the Texans the rest of the season, who are some of the guys that are left that you think are future builders, are future building blocks that fans should be keeping an eye on? I mean, of course, the young guys like Keen Green, he's got to, you know, improve this last stretch. You know, he didn't play last game because he was injured, but um, he's somebody who they invested a high draft pick in, um, number was it 15 overall. Um, you expect those guys to be franchise changers, and he's had an up-and-down season. Um, he struggled last few games, so you know, he's got to get healthy. He's got to play well. He's somebody I keep eyeing on. Jalen Petrie continues to look good. He's gotten better. He's got to continue to sustain that. Um, you know, I've been super impressed since he's made that position change, and he's over 100 tackles right now, and um, he's making plays and, and creating turnovers. I think, uh, you know, those two guys are, are guys you want to – who are going to be building blocks for your, your team, um, you know, in the coming years. Um, and then Christian Harris, somebody who didn't really play early in the season, um, who now – you know, getting being a huge role, who's now taking on a bigger role, and they'll probably take on a bigger role in the future. So he's got to continue to kind of learn through. He's made some rigging mistakes too, 
Um, but he's also had times where he's looked really good. His athleticism is through the roof. So uh, you would like to see him, uh, those three guys in particular, and I may be forgetting somebody, but those three guys in particular are guys you're looking at, uh, you know, to have a strong finish of the season. I asked you the question about Lovey Smith, so I ask you the same question about Nick Casario. Do you think that there's an evaluation period to where he has a chance to not be here, or is his lo- his job pretty safe in your mind? I I, I think uh, his job is probably pretty safe in my mind, um, at least for this year. Uh, I, I do think um, that it is fair to you know question you know you know the job he's done you know, after this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the hot seat if they finish with three more losses. Um, but I, I, I don't see a, a scenario really where he would be fired after this season. Um, you know, the, it, it is fair to say that the Texans were in a rough situation when he got here. Um, didn't have many draft picks, um, bad salary cap situation. Uh, at the same time, he, you know, played a part in, in the hiring of, of, of the coaches who, who are currently here. Um, so, um, and, you know, the talent level this year, this season, wasn't good enough to compete with many of the teams around the league. So, you know, I, I think um, I, I can see him, I can definitely see him coming back next year. And I think, you know, the eyes will definitely be on him as he head into the next season. Talking to Jonathan Alexander here on the Matt Thomas Show with uh, Joe and Michael filling in for Matt and Ross this week. So when you look at the rest of the season, three games versus all division opponents, how realistically far away do you think the Texans are from competing? Because we've seen Jacksonville, you know, really turn it on the last couple of weeks. But Tennessee, you know, obviously kind of questionable. They just fired their GM. The Colts with Jeff Saturday are just kind of a mess right now. It, you know, a big picture view, whether they take a quarterback with the first pick or not, how, how far away are the Texans because of at least being a playoff team because of the division they play in? Yeah, I think they might be a couple years uh, away from having that discussion realistically. I think they they can be in a much better situation because of their cap space. They'll have a lot more cap space uh, this upcoming year, and then they'll have these high draft picks. They have potentially two top 10 picks, probably going to end up being top 15, but um, of course the number one pick, which is highly likely, and then the Browns pick that they have, uh, which has been hovering around the 10 range. Um, I, I think they can definitely improve this offseason. Um, if they make those right draft choices. Um, but I, I, the thing about the Texans, and for most of these teams, unless you just have the best offensive coordinator and the best scheme, they're not going to be um, a playoff-caliber team until they get that right quarterback. Um, perhaps that will happen in this year's draft, but you have to imagine that that quarterback will take some time to develop. Um, it usually happens that way. Um, so I think they're at least a couple of years away from being in consideration um, of, of a playoff team unless they just absolutely hit on, on a guy. The Titans, Texans and Titans this weekend, uh, they're going to be playing against a team that's desperate to try and stay up there. As Joe has mentioned, the division is in flux with the Jaguars and the run that they are on. How many yards will Derrick Henry run for against them? Will he be able to, for the fifth time in his career, hit the 200 mark in a game against the Texans? Uh, I, I certainly think he has the potential to do that, and I wouldn't put it past him. Um, however, I'll say this. The Texans are an improved run defensive team, um, and I, I, I do think Malik Collins will make a big difference. Um, I'm going to say that he'll he'll get up to 160, but I don't think they're going to allow him to get 200 for, 
for the what would you say the fourth game? It'd be the, f- it'd be the oh. fifth time he's done that against. He's run for two nineteen, two fifty, two twelve, and two eleven. And by the way, in all those games, he ran for at least two touchdowns. Look, there's absolutely no way that that can happen. That <laughs> they do it again. So you know, I'm going to say that the Texans, you know, with a little, the I think the defense is playing with a little bit more confidence. I'll say Patrick Mahomes did get the best out, best of them, but. Um, I'm going to say they still take this personally. They're not going to allow it to happen um, unless the offense just decides they want to continue to turn the ball over and give the offense more and give the um, Titans more possessions. But I'm going to say Henry finishes below 200 yards this time. Uh, last one here for you. How much longer is this two quarterback thing going to be rolled out there by Pep Hamilton and this offense? Is this a uh, rest of the season game plan? As Lovey Smith said, after the game when he was kind of challenged on how effective it was, or do you think this is something that's going to go away? Yeah, I, I think it's going to kind of fade away in the sense that uh, they won't use it like they used it the last two weeks where, you know, you saw Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills kind of in the game at the same time, and it was kind of a true quarterback system. And I still think that they'll continue to use Jeff Driscoll in third and short situations um, and maybe some red zone situations where you you want to get a – uh, a really good runner or use that person as a decoy. I just don't think that they'll use him at the same rate. I think we'll see a lot less of Dress Driscoll than we saw in, in that Cowboys and that Chiefs game. He is Jonathan Alexander. You can find him on Twitter at John M. Alexander. Of course, all of his work at the Houston Chronicle. Thank you for the time today. Appreciate it. And uh, Matt and Ross, talk to you next week. Are they on next week? Thanks. I, I, think, I think they're on next week, Jonathan. It's hard to tell around the holidays, but thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. Uh, it is the Matt Thomas Show here on Sports Talk 790. Joe George and Michael Connor. I really hope the two quarterback thing goes away. I really hope that Derrick Henry runs for 200 plus yards. Oh, you got him in fantasy league? Four, no, four consecutive games against the Texans that he's played in that he's been over 200 yards. He has six career 200 yard games. They've only come against two teams. Uh, I've already the, given you the, four of them. I've been against the Texans, and I'm guessing the other two are against the Jags. You would be correct. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Jonathan here. I I don't I think the run game has improved, and I like Malik Collins a lot. So I think he's gonna run for two with Christian points. Harris. I'm gonna say he gets under 200. You know which one's the most absurd? Is his his most yards in the game is 250. That was in 2021 against the Texans. 2018 against the Jags, he had 17 carries for 238 yards and four touchdowns. The guy's a Hall of Famer. Not even, even, oh, definitely like a Hall of Famer. Stupid. He, I think he For might a guy be. That barely played his first what, two years in the league. I think he's the only modern era running back that's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's up to eighty one hundred yards career wise. Yeah, I don't. Touchdowns. He's not going to have the gaudy numbers that some of these other guys have, but he's the best he's of his. He's going to get to ten thousand yards. Best of his era for sure. It's uh, Michael Connor and Joe George, Noah Fouts, as well as always here on the Matt Thomas Show. We're joined by Brian McTaggart in about fifteen minutes, right here on Sports Talk seven ninety. All right, Michael and I were just talking about NBA 2K and how Michael started a... We started a franchise. A franchise. What's interesting is that today, the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team, were purchased for $4 billion, or it's being processed. Uh, Robert Sarver is finally selling the team after all the dysfunction. Jeff Passan followed that up. Um, just with an, ML, an NBA team is worth $4 billion, the MLB still wants to expand 
to 32 teams. Major League Baseball and the NBA are going to expand to 32 teams. Because this is how you... Well, do you know what they're talking about in hockey? Going to 34 already? The NFL at some point's going to, because, right? There's no way that they're not. Because those leagues, not like the NFL, were damaged pretty roughly yeah. by COVID. Yeah. And the easiest way to, you your fix, your mo- to mix, fix your money problems is to expand. Because each team's going to get a ton of money. Yeah. If Major League Baseball expands, we'll start there. Where would you want to see them go? Well, if they don't move a team to Vegas, they're they're doing because I think everybody's doing a team in Vegas. I think the A's are going to move. I do too. I I still think they're going to end up in Las Vegas. I don't think the Rays will move. I think they will get the stadium thing figured out in Tampa. I think it's a mistake. I think they should move out of Tampa. I think they should move both teams. I think they're bad markets. I would move. I would move Tampa back to Montreal. Oakland's not a bad market. It's just that they're not going to get it done. Are, Are you sure? Oh, it's right next to... They, Everyone left. Yeah, it's true. The 49ers left? It's true. The Warriors left? It's literally right the across Raiders the left. water from the Giants stadium. Where Everyone right now. left. Like, there's no... The only team left in Oakland is the yeah, A's. Yeah, it's probably... probably Everyone I mean, else is gone. It probably doesn't make a lot of sense. So, if you were going to expand, let's say Vegas and Montreal are off the table. Because let's say... Or where would you think Tampa would go? Montreal? Yeah, that, that's the obvious Because remember before the pandemic... They pan- tried. Yeah, they're going to do the split yeah, season crap. That was when you did the pandemic season. Yeah. They were going to play half their games in Tampa and half yeah. their games in Montreal. Which made no sense. And then they were going to do it again this year, but then Manfred was like, you're not doing this. Yeah, they needed... To, you're going to piss or get off the pot with one yeah. or two. So let's say... Let's just say Vegas is gone, but Tampa's still in Tampa. Okay. So you have two spots. Are you going to Montreal? They're going to Montreal for one of them. For sure. I think the other one's Nashville. Uh, for sure. Like, Because Nashville has a group there. Yeah. That already is is preparing. They're the Nashville stars. They have websites and everything. Yeah. They're preparing for that expansion. Can we be honest, too? Like, A lot of baseball's fandom is generated towards white people. Mm-hmm. Nashville's a very white city. Well, I think you're looking if you're gonna expand. I know it comes baseball, off wrong to some people. Like I know you like I want the sport to be for everybody and yeah. to grow with everybody, but like where their fan base is, where they're like that city screams look what look what's going on there with they've the built the, they've built the biggest soccer stadium of yeah. any t- soccer team in the league. They're getting and, and they're, big, filling, they're, they're filling it up. They're getting a new NFL stadium. The NHL stadium, like you mentioned, the team there, they've done yeah, they've done well, but mm-hmm. they also they are crazy about them there. I think what you need to find is you need to find passion. Yeah, and Nashville and is, think, is without a doubt to me the number one city. And honestly, if I was baseball, now, Vegas gonna be a ba- Vegas will be a bad city for baseball. I think so too. Because you the one advantage be, at this point you have to be there, right? Because the advantage of Vegas is that the Texans play there every two to four years. Yeah. A team like the Bears plays there every eight years. So the one time the Bears play there, it's crazy. The one time the Giants play there, or the two times the Giants play there, now with this new extra game, maybe it'll be a little bit more, but that's not even guaranteed. So at minimum, at, at the minimum, like a team like the New York Giants plays the Raiders in Vegas once every eight years. Yeah. That one week makes you want to go because you're why? Why wouldn't you want to go to Vegas for that one game? How many times are you as an Astros fan in the middle of the summer going to be like, I got to go to Vegas to see the Astros? Me being a little bit of a degenerate, I'll maybe wanna like go, I want to go maybe at least like, once a year, like their first year. But how many people are going to go the second year, the third year, the fourth year? No, fifth yeah, definitely year? not a lot. And that's where I think it's a mistake. Yeah, I mean, but I think that if you're in Major League Baseball and every sport is going to be there, I you think have to be there. I think it's going to fail. 
in baseball. But what's a failure though? Like, is it really going to fail that badly compared to like we're saying, with, like Oakland right now, where they don't have a stadium no. and they're getting eighty people in that place? No, it'll be more than that. But there's also nowhere really on the strip for it. Well, don't they already have the land kind of put aside? It's for been that? like it's been like yes and a no, flamingo or whatever. It was they've said the yes, was. but then some people have said that that's not the case. Okay, it's gone back and forth. So if it's on the strip, that's different. But if they ended up in like old Vegas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that's bad. Because what happens when I spent $50 on a ticket and I'm playing blackjack and I got $500 in front of me? Say it again, sorry. If I spent $50 on, on, on a, on a, a Astros A's yeah. Vegas ticket, but I'm sitting at a blackjack table and I got $500 in chips in front of me. Am I going to the game? No, you're going to keep going. If I spent $2,000 on... Texans Raiders. Am I going to the game? Yes. Yeah, you're going. You're going to the game. And that's where I think, I think you might see a lot of tickets sold and not a lot of people go. I think it'd be a lot like hockey because hockey plays a lot of games. I don't think hockey and I think basketball will be the same thing. The novelty of it will wear off. And I think you have to do what the Golden Knights you have, did. You have to win. The Golden Knights went to the Stanley Cup their right. first year. If you, go, if you go to Vegas and you don't win, yeah. you're not going to build the fans. So, like, the NFL can go and they can suck. Yeah, because like you, it's not that many games. I think that you could. Like I would be looking at Nashville, Charlotte. That's the number one attendance in minor league baseball for the last decade, pretty much. Yeah, I always rule them out. Um, I don't know why. Because I think they're not going to remove that minor league team. Yeah. I think the White Sox would fight pretty hard against that. Well, I mean, you don't have to remove the minor league team at this point. I think you do. No, the Astros, I mean, they, they kind of got rid of that after COVID. Because, look, you're not supposed to have teams within a certain amount of miles in cities. Okay. I mean, the Astros have a Sugar Land team now. Yeah. Um, it's like twenty miles. From I here. do think San Antonio would be interesting because you look no at a fan chance. base that like is is rabid with the way they look at the Spurs. I think I think if you're moving a team anywhere in the state of Texas, it has to be Austin. Yeah, that makes sense. The other one, I honestly think, like if you want to talk about a super passionate fan base, even though a lot of them are probably Mariners fans, Portland. Portland would be really interesting. Yeah, Portland would be interesting. But I think it'll be Nashville for sure. Seattle's then, too far from Portland, like where it's that. I like they're Mar- like they're Mariners fans by default. Yeah, and it's not like they're they're driving up to Seattle all the time. Exactly. Games. It's not close. Yeah, I think San Antonio would be interesting or Austin. I, um, I, I don't think baseball in any of the si- Texas city works. Yeah, the thing is, I think I think, Reed, our, I think we're tapped is, out. I don't think so. you know. I think it's going to happen. Why well, could happen? I think Reed Ryan's going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like I think he's going to the way what he's been doing with the minor league teams. Like I think he's going to be the one that. Would be pushing that pretty hard. I just think that there's so many obvious candidates ahead of the Texas cities, and, and to me, again, it's to me, it's Austin for sure. There's money in Austin. The NFL there's not one, that kind of money in San Antonio. The NFL one is the one that, like, I'm like, where are you expand to? Mexico City in London. I really think that's what's going to happen. In they're Chicago. going to London. I don't think so. They're going to London. No, there's because no I think you not. have to expand by four. No, you, you don't need, have to. No, I think you it's need not that long of a flight. I think you need four teams over there. I don't think you. I, now look, I, I'm fine with that. I, think you, I don't think. That you yeah, I don't. I don't that. think. I don't think they'll actually go to London. I was reading something about that recently, to where what you should do and what you would do basically is you have a team in London, but they have a home base in the United States. Yeah, and they're playing in the United States for a certain period of time. They're working in the United States, 
and then they just go back over there when they're playing. Well, that's what like it would be is like in theory, like, you have four teams overseas, one in London, one in Germany. That's fine. And then so like, they when are the, going to have a so European when the when the Texans go, they play four games in Europe. That'd be great. And then they come home. Give me an excuse to go to Europe. I love going yeah. over there. Uh, 7-3-2-1-2-5-7-9. If you guys want to talk Astros, yes, I know. There's people out there saying you didn't mention hockey. Yes, we all want the Houston uh, Houston to get a hockey team. Do you? I don't think it'll work. I don't want it. I'm not interested. I don't. And I'm with you. I think it would flop. I think it'll flop big time. Everybody could say that they think it would. Yeah. And this isn't a city for that. He is Michael Connor. I am Joe George. Noah Fouts here as well. Take a time out. Brian McTaggart from MLB.com. He joins us next here on the Matt Thomas Show. This is the Matt Thomas Show. Hour number three of the Matt Thomas Show here on Sports Talk 790. Joe George and Michael Connor filling in for Ross and Matt today. We're joined now by... Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. We had to bust into his travels probably over to Shreveport yeah, I know. to get ready for the uh, U of H bowl game. Are you going Are you going to the bowl game, Brian? Uh, I am not. You know, I, I wasn't too pumped up about that bowl game, and then when I saw it was going to be a high of like 25, I really wasn't pumped what, up. What so kind, I'll be watching from my couch. What kind of alumnus are you? <laughs> One that wants to stay warm. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Michael Brantley. I'll be at the basketball game tomorrow, though. So. Mm, they're playing really good. Back to number three. Uh, Michael Brantley, obviously, back to the Astros. Uh, one-year deal. Uh, were you surprised that it happened as early as it did? Because a lot of us over here, we thought maybe this was something would happen closer to spring training. Well, no. I mean, I think they had at some point they had to just make a decision what they were going to do in left field. Um, and there was some momentum the last couple of weeks. It looked like you know, you know, Ben Attendee was off the board. It just looked like it was going to be a reunion with Brantley. I guess they felt comfortable enough with the medicals that um, it sort of made sense. Now, granted, this has not been announced yet. So, uh, he's not official, so, you know, uh, you know, putting the cart before the horse a little bit. I mean, you know, the reports, of course, are true. One year, 12 million bucks. But, you know, assuming it goes through, I think it was just a comfortable fit. Um, and, you know, they're not going to give them that money unless they're for sure that, that, you know, that he's healthy or that he will be healthy by the start of opening day. And so, uh, you know, he's a really tight relationship with the team. He's a really tight relationship with Jim Crane. So I think it was just a comfortable fit, like a glove on, on both ends. And, um, yeah, we'll just have to, you know, see if they announce this and, and hear from Brantley on where he is and his uh, his rehab. After this becomes official, how much more do you think they realistically do? What else are they looking for? I think that's it as far as their big ticket items. I mean, if they're Christmas shopping, they – you know, everything's under the tree. I think they just got to go get some, you know, stocking stuffers here. You know, I, you know maybe uh, I could see them adding a, you know, a bullpen arm. You know, nothing earth-shattering. Um, I still think they'll get a, a catcher, um, you know, from the low end of the free agent market. You know, think Dustin Garneau a few years ago, that kind of thing. Just somebody that if Maldonado gets hurt, that you, can, you have a guy you can trust and, you know, start for, you know, a couple of weeks while he's on the mend. But, I mean, it certainly looks like Corey Lee and Yanir Diaz are going to be given a shot to show what they can do. And it's going to be a big year for them. I mean, Diaz can really hit. He can play some first. You know, Lee struggled at the plate last year at times. You know, has a great arm. So, you know, there's reasons to like both of them. But um, I think there's going to be a real opportunity now for someone to maybe start 40 or 50 games behind Maldonado. You know, we're only, you know, like less than 100 days now from spring training. And, and is there anyone else that you think – 
you know, goes into the spring and can and be a surprise on the roster? Is it, you know, is it Pedro Leon? Is it is it Blanco in the bullpen? What's kind of some of the other, you know, position battles or young guys you're you're really excited to see in spring? Yeah, I think center field is is again, you know, still a, a place where someone could win a job. I mean, I think McCormick's the guy to beat. I mean, he's he's earned that and had some big moments in the playoffs, but. I think Pedro Leon's going to come to spring training with a chance to play some center field. Um, another name is Justin Durden, a, a guy who's not really high on prospect lists, who you know had a tremendous year, and another guy who can really, really hit. I think he could maybe contend for uh, you know a spot in center field if he has a huge spring, or at least into the season is probably a little more likely. But you know Pedro Leon, they've moved him around different positions, but center field is his natural position. I mean, I think he's a major league ready defensive center fielder. He's got a tremendous arm. It's just a matter of his approach to play. Can he, he cut down on the strikeouts and give you give you some competitive at bats? And uh, you know it's going to be a big spring for him as well. Where does David Hensley fit in the pitcher? You know they lost to Ledmus Diaz. If they don't bring back Guriel as sort of utility guy, does Hensley get a shot for that? So um, you know I think the, their pitching is pretty much set. I mean Blanco made the opening day roster last year. I mean he'll be in the mix in spring training, but. You know, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be some other guys, you know, stepping up. Hunter Brown, of course, is, is going to have a shot to make the opening day rotation. So, um, as you would expect, a team that won the World Series, um, there's going to be very few, very few jobs up for grabs when spring training starts. We're visiting with Brian McTaggart of MLB.com here on Sports Talk 790, talking about your Astros, of course, the defending World Series champions, who are doing all this this offseason, Brian, still without a general manager. We've been talking about this earlier today. Um, last time we heard from Jim Crane, he said, what, before spring training would be ideal? Do we have anything new on their search for a general manager? I do not have a peep out of that. I mean, um, I haven't heard any names. I, I poked around some at the winter meetings. Nobody really knew. I mean, I thought at the winter meetings, I talked to Sig Meidel. I talked to, uh, you know, Brad Osmus and, um, you know, a couple of names I think some people had thrown out there. Um, but. Crane says he wants to be very methodical in this search that it would take into the new year. So no surprise that nothing's come out yet. But, um, you know, I think certainly once the new year starts, we'll, we'll start to see some names trickle out, maybe start interviewing some guys. Uh, but he does seem like he wants to get somebody in here by the start of spring training. But they went out and made some the moves they made this offseason. You know, he, you know, Crane was, of course, very heavily involved in those and Bagwell and, and some of his other advisors, and then the three AGMs that they have right now. So still waiting to see who's going to replace Click. Obviously, some some big moves happened to this offseason. Justin Verlander was uh, introduced by the Mets today. Carlos Correa was not introduced by the Giants, but they said that was just postponed. Uh, the Padres made a ton of moves. Who do you think is the most improved team in baseball and maybe the Astros' biggest threat to winning another World Series next year after all the offseason moves? Well, that's a good question. I mean, the Yankees have gotten better, you know, like him or not. You know, Radon, if he's healthy and on his game, I mean, he's a he's a big-time starting pitcher. I mean, I think they're going to be up there with the Astros as the two best teams in the American League. The Mariners are going to be really, really good, and they're, this intrigues me. They're going to have a full season of Luis Castillo. they got Teoscar Hernandez, um, Colton Wong. Um, their team, I think, I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they'll push the Astros really hard. Padres have gotten a lot better. You know, Giants getting Correa, they've they've gotten better. I still think the Astros are, are the best team, but I mean, I think that, you know, some teams have gone out and spent tons of money to try to catch the Astros, but, you know, I still think the Astros are the team to beat, and, you know, they got to keep that pitching staff pitching staff healthy like they did last year to have a real shot at this, but it, it's amazing the amount of money 
that's been thrown around. Probably the most improved team, the Mets. I mean, look what they've done. They've spent more than $300 million, more than $400 million. When you talk about the luxury tax, and they introduced Verlander today, they, it seems like every day they have a press conference to uh, announce a new player. So um, the, both New York teams are, are really making a go for this. I want to go back to your answer real quick on the GM things. I, I, one of the guys that you mentioned in there that you, you've kicked around with people at the uh, or talked to at the at the winter meetings, Brad Osmus, obviously a very popular player when he was here. Managerial career probably didn't go exactly how he liked it. Uh, would have liked it to go. Why would he be a candidate to be a general manager of the Houston Astros? Well, it's a good question. I mean, he's uh, you know he's got some front off experience with the Padres. Um, very smart guy, very well connected guy. Um, short answer: He's really, really good friends with Jeff Bagwell. Um, really trust Jeff Bagwell and him go back. Of course, their playing days. I think Jeff Bagwell would trust him a lot. He interviewed for the manager job. I think he was the runner up. Um, you know, last time they hired a manager, and I think Jim Crane really liked him. I mean, he's, he's a, a guy that is managed but wants to move now to the front office. I, and I, I just think he's a guy that checks a lot of boxes for them. Yeah, he doesn't have tons of experience, but if Jeff Bagwell is in the middle of this making a lot of decisions and, you know, he's going to vouch for Brad Osmus, that's going to carry a ton of weight for Jim Crane, who you know already knows Osmus and, you know, apparently liked him well enough to seriously consider hiring his manager. What was the tone around the the Astros GM search uh, at the winter meetings from people that were not affiliated with the Astros and like other front office members, media members? What was like the outside reaction of what was going on here in Houston? Yeah, everyone was just wondering what is going on. It was sort of an unprecedented um, situation about the GM winning a World Series and not coming back. And, and people were just wondering what the heck is going on in Houston. So, um and I, you know, I, I think it's something that's all been written and said a lot over the over the last month, and with you know the fallout that appeared to happen between Crane and Click, and when that happens, you know the owner is always going to win that. But he's going to Crane's going to do things by his own terms. He always has, and you know he's been very successful owning this team, you know, winning a couple of World Series titles. So you know it's hard to fault him for anything he does like that. But certainly uh, going through an entire offseason pretty much without a GM. Um, it's unusual, but it's not like they don't have people in the front office that can, you know, make these moves, make the smaller moves. And he's got a lot of people that he trusts surrounding them. I mean, he's, he's probably way more involved in this than he ever dreamed he would be. I, I remember when they introduced Crane, uh, when he bought the team and Drake McLean was up on the podium with them and Crane sort of said, you know, you're not going to see me around very much. And then when he was walking off the podium, Drayton sort of pulled him back and, and, said well that's probably not going to happen because you're going to have to be the you know in front of the mics a lot and he has been out there a lot so now he's involved more than ever um so yeah it's an unusual situation and you know we'll have to see how it plays out what happens first your houston cougars get a big 12 win or the astros have a gm because i'm contending brian that the astros aren't going to have a gm by the season i think they're going to wait till next offseason no, they'll have one before spring training. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they can go through a season without a, a GM. I, I, you know, I, I don't know about a Big Twelve win in football. Bh, I don't know that. Now that might not happen for a while. <laughs> but, uh, Man, uh, be yeah, optimistic think, for a second. Jeez. Well, they lost to Tech. What did they finish in the Big Twelve? Not very good. Yeah, not very good. Yeah. So uh, basketball school, but no, I, I do think they'll have a GM in place by the time. Spring training starts, and opening day is 100 days away from the day, believe it or not. 
Oh, it's opening day is 100 days. I thought it was spring training is 100 days away. You're right. It's, that's no. not that. You got yeah. your Marriott's booked all across the country already? I do have a Marriott property booked for spring training, so I'm going to be uh, piling up those points. And, man, once once New Year happens, I mean, you're you're five, six weeks away from spring training. It's going to start a little earlier this year because of the World Baseball Classic. So, I mean, it's coming fast. I'm sure your wife's ready to get you out of the house. Well, we'll see. I don't know. She, she, uh, she might... Uh, she might agree with that. I don't know. I'll have to see. Uh, will Will uh, last question? Will it be a storybook ending? Will Jim Nance call his final <laughs> Final Four here in Houston with your Cougars winning the championship? I'm really biased, but I say yes. I mean, it just lines up too perfectly. I also think like the final is going to be played on the 40th anniversary of their loss in North Carolina State. Um, there's just too many things pointing in their favor. I tell you what, though, if Jarris Walker plays like he did against Virginia, where they, uh, you know, he just took a huge step forward. They're they're five star freshmen. They're going to be really tough to beat. Um, I know their schedule's not good because the conference really stinks, so they might not lose another game. But um, yes, I do think they will cut down the nets in Houston and. You might not hear from me for a few days if that happens. He is Brian McTaggart, of course, MLB.com. <laughs> All things Astros and Cougars basketball. And a little football, too, but not as much optimism. Uh, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it, as always. All right, guys. Have a good Christmas. You, too. Uh, it is uh, the Matt's. I almost said the A-team. Uh, first time I did that today. It is good the Matt's. I'm show you on Sports Talk 790. Joe George and Michael Connor. Uh, we're going to take a look. Some A conversation we started yesterday about the, the Texans and their future at quarterback. I got like 10 guys. Free agents, trades, draft, and I want to know which ones you like the most. We'll do that here next on the Matt Thomas Show on Sports Talk 790. Final uh, final 40 minutes here at the Matt Thomas Show on Sports Talk 790. Joe George, Noah Fouts, Michael Connor. You guys can find us on Twitter at Joe George Radio, at MC790, at Noah on 790. And you guys can get in here at 713-212-5790. So obviously a lot of conversation has been made about the Texans. Who will be their quarterback next year? We forgot one name on our list. So we have a list of like 15 quarterbacks. Yeah. I want to narrow it down. Are you trying to narrow it down to realistic or do you possibilities? Wanna, or do you want to narrow it down to who we Or do you want to power rank it? As you power rank it. Okay. It's probably the easiest thing to do. So the rookie quarterbacks we have as an option are these. Bryce Young. He will be number one on my list. Will Levis. He'd be number two. C.J. Stroud. Actually, C.J. Stroud would be two, then Levis would be three. Hendon Hooker, who I think is a really interesting name. He's You're not going to be able to play next year. That's not true. Well, he tours ACL, right? He'll be fine. It was like November, though. You're not going to play him as a rookie. I, I think he could play halfway through the season. What's the point at that point? No, you're probably right. But dude, then you. But see, then it's a wasted draft pick. Is it? Yes, because then you're going to have Davis Mills start all your games, and you're going to have the number one pick, and you're going to have Caleb Williams sitting there. Because Hendon Hooker is likely the 32nd pick in the draft. Yeah, I guess you're right. And which, reminder this year, is not, a, have the, is not a first-round pick. Because... Um, who forfeited their pick? The Dolphins. Oh, with... Uh, Tom Brady. That's right. Tampering. Yeah. Um, so, and then Anthony Richardson is the other other guy. 
hard, hard pass. He'll be number 15 on the list. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big Richardson guy. He was too inconsistent. He's explosive, and I get why. Like someone, I think he will get drafted in the first round. And I think whatever team does that's an idiot. I think we're going to see a huge run on quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, the league is probably a little hot to trot for him because this past year you only had the one. Because what's, what's hard to tell with the draft is you have three teams. Two of them will likely make the playoffs between the Seahawks. One of the Seahawks and the Lions, I think, will make the playoffs. And then obviously the Eagles are in the playoffs. They all have top ten picks right now. And... So like the Seahawks and the Lions are the ones that like I think are really interesting when you look at the draft. Yeah, I mean like they both because Jared Goff, at- that offense is awesome. Yeah, he's played great football. Like honestly, like, I don't he's know if you need to replace him. You could live with him. The like I think you just go through the teams and you look at it like just real quick. The AFC East, I think everybody but the Jets right now would probably be comfortable. Now I know that they're not happy with Mac Jones, but like the Jets to me scream out is the only team that would be like. Okay, we need a quarterback this year. In the North, they probably give Pickett another year. Nope. Yeah, definitely. I think Pickett gets another year. Nobody the- else in that division is looking for a quarterback. Maybe. The who? I the Ravens are keeping Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure. They're they're gonna franchise him. I don't know, man. I just got this weird feeling that after everything that happened last offseason and he wants a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson, that the only way he's gonna get it is if he gets traded. I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know if it happens this offseason or maybe it's next offseason, but I think Lamar like, really could get traded. Yeah, I think of it. Like, but if I'm them, I'm just going to... Like, I've done one of my irresponsible hot takes, which I'll have one today at 4.15. I said Lamar Jackson will be traded to the New York Giants. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The AFC South, three Everyone. of the four teams are looking for a quarterback. Definitely. Don't buy, don't buy into Malik Willis as the future quarterback Same. of the Titans. Texans need one. Colts need one. AFC West, you think that the Raiders will trade Derek Carr? Yeah, I think the Raiders are I think an option. Get stuck with him. I, I think, think I think they got no option other than to keep him and play him. I I think there will be a team that would look at Derek Carr as enough of an upgrade that they could trade for him. Someone like the the John. How about the Jets? The Jets could, yeah. He's better, like, he's I think better that than Zach if Wilson. I'm, if I'm the Jets, got a team I would there. honestly the guy I would want if I'm the Jets because of the talent they have is Jimmy Garoppolo. He would make a lot of sense. Garrett too. Wilson, Brees Hall, like they've got a lot of weapons. Like Derek Carr would make sense there for them too. But the Raiders could be a team in that division. I that, guess could the Broncos? I think they could be. The, the Broncos will want to get rid of Russell Wilson. The question is, do they want to do that? Like, are they going to stomach forty million dollars in debt? I think cap? they're going to run him back out for another year and see if it. I think so too. You're too committed, money wise. I, I think they're going to hire, fire the gave coach. Him all and, those draft picks. Yeah, you're going to fire the coach. You're going to give another run. Hope he's healthy or whatever. In the in the NFC East, you mentioned the Giants. Commanders. Team. Commanders for sure. The other two teams aren't looking for a quarterback. The North is interesting because I think Detroit's an option. Green Bay could be looking unless they're going to go to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Chicago's dead set on Justin Fields. Minnesota's always kind of a wild card. But if they win 12, 13 games, yeah, they're like a Hen- they're a Hendon Hooker kind yeah. of a guy, which nope. means just like Kellen Mond all over again. NFC South. Everyone. Everybody's looking for a quarterback. Including there. Tampa Bay. Yep. And then in the West... You could make the case that everybody should be. Everyone besides Arizona. I think you, I think you make the case for all of them needing. Yeah, I know, but Arizona's, gonna, they're stuck. They're going to stick with Kyler, they're but like everyone else is because like Seattle could sit Geno Smith. And the Rams for two years. are going to be stuck with Stafford. But yeah. you want to move on from that if you could. Yeah. If you could get better there. You would. He. I think he could retire. I mean, how bad the, these the, injuries are. The Rams are. probably are pulling for it. And like they could look, Baker could be their quarterback next year. Oh God. 
So this, I mean, so realistically, we're talking anywhere between half the league. Yeah, half the league would would gladly improve their quarterback situation yeah. if you, if you, if it was available to them. So focusing on the Texans. So we went through the rookie quarterbacks. We'll start there. So Bryce Young, number one. Two CJ. I'd put CJ two. Yeah. Then for me, even with the injury, it's Hendon Hooker three. I I would roll Levitz and then do Hooker. Okay, and then Richardson's five. Yeah. Okay. So that's our power rank. We'll go with yours for the rookie quarterbacks. So Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson. So we're gonna take Hooker and Richardson off of our big board. Okay. So we're th- three rookies. Next group of four. Leaving two behind. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. Keep two. Noah, feel free to weigh in. I think you have to keep Garoppolo. So Garoppolo stays on the on the big board. Jacoby Brissett, I'm, Sam I'm Darnold, Brissett. Baker Mayfield. I'm probably keeping Brissett on that list. I'm probably keeping Baker. I'm just not a Baker guy. Uh, I am a Baker guy, so Baker stays. Okay. All right, next group. Andy Dalton... Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. Keep two. Goff Goff and Carr. Yeah, Goff and Carr. Easy. All right. Our next group, uh, Davis Mills. You can knock him off the list. (laughs) I don't think you're going to get any any argument here at all. Are you pro Davis Mills? Are you a member of the Mills Mafia, Noah? I am not. No? No. So we're no. taking Davis Mills off the list? Yeah, I think so. All right. Leave two of these. Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, Trey Lance, Jordan Love. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lance and love. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And that's with Purdy playing well right now. But see, here's the thing. Okay. I think, again, Purdy is a clear cut in the Kyle Shanahan system yeah, yeah, with a loaded team. 100%. And he's playing well. 100%. He wouldn't do this anywhere else. 10,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Mr. Irrelevant, correct? Yeah, he did was, you? Yes. I, is that weird? I was trying to explain that to my wife. What Mr. Irrelevant is? That, like, they give him a jersey. They take him to Mr. Irrelevant. There's, like, a big party. And, like, it's on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. I think the judge is a little weird. And she's like, isn't that insulting? I'm like... No, he was drafted. I'm like, yeah, but... <sighs> but it's like a big deal. Like, it's, you know... It's- it was the hardest thing I've ever had to explain. Because my wife doesn't like sports. So it was like the hardest thing How I've ever... How do you guys function? Oh, it's perfect. Is it? I hate talking about sports the day the oh. second. I, but unless see, I'm talking, about, I, we argue. We she loves yeah, sports. We see, fight about sports all the time. Unless I'm talking to my dad, knock her down. Yeah. It's great. She is. We had a drag out fight the other day about Bryce Young. She doesn't think Bryce Young's gonna be a good NFL quarterback. This is Miss Alabama over here. Miss Roll Tide. She thinks Bryce Young's gonna. She wants nothing to do with Bryce Young in the city of Houston. She goes, it wouldn't set him up. Hendon Hooker will be good by August 9th. Is he back on your list? No. Noah? Yeah, I think if he's there, you can take a flyer on him. All right, Hooker stays on the list because I liked him. I also like him. Man, it's not that I don't like him. He was so good. He got so screwed for the Heisman. 
But yeah, it's because he got hurt. Same thing with Cora <sighs> from Michigan, just because he got hurt. Yeah, he didn't get I, either. I just I despise the Heisman Trophy. Why? Everything about it's just a sham. Stetson Bennett's going to be a real estate agent by the time he's done playing football. Yeah, thank there. you. He's like a Jason White, and like it just that was Jason White, right from Oklahoma, that was there. Like, didn't he get like so? Didn't he get there invited like twice? And then the the Bush thing still just bothers me. Yeah, the Reggie Bush thing's the dumbest thing. Get the man's trophy back. He put out some tweet the other day about like eight million dollars and like it. It read as like a settlement happened behind the scenes, like they paid him to not talk about it. I don't know. It was really weird. It's just, the, it's the dumbest thing. The Heisman Trophy is, it's awesome, but like they're almost ruining it. Like I honestly like just don't. Well, it's like the, to me, it's a, the only thing that drives me nuts is a lot like the NFL and MVP award. And I, it's only quarterbacks. Yeah. The NFL MVP is to be interesting. Cause now normally you just vote for one person. Now you have a five person ballot. Yeah. So like, I'm curious. Cause like to me, Justin it shouldn't Je- just be a quarterback. No. Cause I think Justin Jefferson should be the MVP of the national football league this year. Hundred percent. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like I don't think there's. I'd have to yeah. look, look at all this. But like it was to me the year that I flipped on that one really was the. All know, right. I thought Watt should have won it over Rogers that year. So we have our big board. We will power rank who we want to be the Texans quarterback next year here on the Matt Thomas Show. Matt Thomas Show here on Sports Talk 790. So we have a list of 11 quarterbacks. Joe George, Michael Connor, Noah Fouts. We have 11 quarterbacks. We're going to power rank who we want to be the Texans quarterback next season. We'll start at 11. I'm still disappointed that you didn't put Tom Brady on this list. <laughs> I'm not putting Tom Brady on this list. He and, he and Nick Casario might be the BFFs. entire exercise. They might be BFFs. They might be, but Tom Brady wants to win. Texans have a ton of cap space. Tom Brady comes in, plays for no money, and gets every player he wants with all that cap space. Don't doubt me, I'm Joe. I'm doubting you. Michael, what do you want for Tom Brady to be the quarterback next year? What do you mean what do I want? Any wager you want. Oh, I'm not going to take the you don't have You don't have to give me anything. I'll buy you another bag of those Reese's Pieces you got right there. I'll give you a steak dinner. If Tom Brady's a quarterback? If Tom Brady is the Texans quarterback next year, I'll buy you a steak dinner. Deal. And if he's not, you buy me a bag of Reese's, Reese's Pieces. Pieces. All right, we're in. That's like a good Vegas line. That is. Like, it's like, it's obviously not going to happen, so it's a low off. I'll take it easy on you in the steak dinner, too, because I know what we make here. And uh, we'll just go to, like, that's, no, Longhorn no, no, Steakhouse. No, 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 that's not. We're not doing that. What? You want to go to a good steakhouse? Look, if I'm going out for a good steak, I'm going out for a good steak. Okay. I haven't gone out for a steak. My wife I, and I, I, I like, we intentionally, like, save money. To go out for steak? To, like, spend money we don't have. On food? On like a steak dinner. Uh, we never eat out. Ever. Oh, too much. Ever. Our schedules are brutal. My wife works I, late. I work late. It's so I hard do, to cook see, dinner. I do, I do all the cooking. I do four hours of driving a day. Baseball season puts a little bit of a wrinkle into it. I can't cook when, ba- when, I'm, when the Astros are home. Yeah. When we're on the road, I can. All right. number. We'll start with number 11 and 10. I'm going to make an assumption that Baker Mayfield and Davis Mills are at the bottom of everyone's list. Yes. Anyone Anyone else from our list? That our Noah, list? I is, get the feeling that Noah secretly wants Baker higher. Our, our list Davis is, Mills is on the, the 11? I left him on there because I think he, he's going to be on the roster next year. Oh, okay, fair enough. Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Trey Lance, Davis Mills. 
Yeah, Hooker Bay- Mayfield at the bottom for me. Hooker and Mayfield? What about Millsy? I mean, Mills and Mayfield. Why do I say Hooker? So is who's I last? I like saying the word Hooker. Is Mills 11 or is Mayfield 11? Mayfield's, last, Mayfield's last for me. I, I am. A, Do you love Baker I am Mayfield? No, Baker Mayfield. I think he's a douche. I think teammates don't like him, and I think he's a terrible football player. Noah, smiling. I love Baker Mayfield. Dude. Of course you do. Is it? You're, is it? You're the one that is it, the tech. He, is it when he walks I, yeah, up to right, people? Right. I, yeah. I, part of me, I will admit, is still to this day pissed off at him for handling the tech situation like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but. You know what? And it is years later. Who the hell is playing on TV right now? It's the Idaho Potato Bowl, dude. It's uh, it's San Jose oh. State and um, well, they just Eastern have the number four hundred eight on the side We're of like their a helmet. minute in. We already got a touchdown. All right, so I'm fine. Mills is last. I can go Mayfield last just to please MC. But I get no, to no, pick, you don't have to. I get to pick nine. Okay, Mayfield, Mills. <laughs> okay, we'll give you number nine. Our remaining list is Trey Lance, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Derek Carr. Jimmy G, Hendon Hooker, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young. No, the floor is yours. Uh, with number nine, please uh, give me Will Levis. Will Levis, mayonnaise boys. Trash. I, I think that's he's fine. not the guy. I he's, don't think he's the guy either. He's going to go in the top five yeah. because he is a gym rat, as they say. He's a big. He's, he got big old muscles. Yep. But there's a better chance he's a serial killer than a franchise quarterback because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That, that can't be real still. That it's has to be real. A lie. I don't know. Lie. Fine. Uh, I'll take number eight. I'm going to put Derek Carr. Okay. Seven, I'd put Goff. Okay, Jared Goff. Noah, our remaining list. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker. There's no way you'll have golf ranked below all those people. I look do. How golf, I, look how golf is playing. I know, but to me, it's about the contract more than anything. All right, repeat the remaining five one more time for me. Trey Lance, Jordan Love, Jimmy G, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker. Jordan Love. Jordan Love's next. Uh, I'm going to go Hendon Hooker next. Okay. Who do I got left? Oh, man. Jimmy Garoppolo's really getting high on this Garoppolo's list. Garoppolo's next. I would have put him lower. Um, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Jimmy G, Trey Lance. Jimmy G. Here's the thing, Jimmy G might, but Jimmy G is gonna, you know, what he's gonna do. He's gonna, he's gonna have you competitive every game. All right, our top three. We'll do. We have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Trey Lance. How do we end up with Trey Lance this time? <laughs> what are we doing? This yeah, is the he's exercise. Be available. Yeah. I, I'm this sa- is a Joe. This is a Joe special. I'm Joe saying he's, he's available. available. I'm saying he's available. I know they're going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I think they are. No, they're not. So, you, so the Texans are trading for Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh God. So Trey Lance is number two or number three? Yeah, has to. CJ Stroud, then Bryce Young. Yeah. No, are you officially team Bryce Young? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. I think you take the best overall player with one. Honest, honestly, are, like ha- they list him at like 195 pounds. Are we really terrified? Like I've seen a lot of people recently. Like, He'll say he's 184. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people. Like, oh, well, you know, the people in the league are so terrified of it. I think it's just going to depend on personal. Can he preference. not put on 15 pounds? Dude, he's playing against NFL players. But yeah, is, but is he is he incapable of eating food and going to the gym and putting on weight? I don't know. Ask KD. Do you want him to? He's not KD. Yeah, but he can't put on weight either. Well, he's that's because he's like nine foot tall. I think it's just it's going to depend on the general manager. Like, if in my opinion, if Bryce Young is not selected first overall, 
it's because of his size. I don't think there's any other reason. He doesn't have the the deep ball is not like sexy. It's not gonna wow you. But he's super accurate. It is a good deep ball. It's just not a great it's not Josh Allen yeah. and Mahomes and these guys. Justin Herbert. Like he's not in that category. So like for me, like if he's not taking number one, it's because I just don't think it's Casario doesn't like his size. So I think it's just gonna depend. It's gonna depend if, on the team. If they don't take Bryce Young, then they have to take either Carter or Anderson. Yeah, I think so too. You can't take CJ Stroud one. Ah, uh, you could. I don't I, love him, but like I could, I could live with it. I mean, I think there's a chance CJ's. I think there's a better chance CJ Stroud's the fourth quarterback taken than the first quarterback taken. I think you could see Will Levis drafted as uh, Bryce oh, Young. He's not going to be the fourth quarterback. Bryce him. Young, Will Levis. I'm telling you, dude, there's something about Anthony Richardson that I think someone's going to fall in love with. They're not taking him ahead of CJ Stroud. I wish I believed you. You can believe me. I this, think, is a, this is I've listened to the Matt Thomas show before. This is where Matt Thomas will tell you it's a bad take. All, I can guarantee you I can find multiple mock drafts right now that are Anthony Richardson in front of CJ well, Stroud. Whoever's doing that is high. I, it's the, or meth or it's something. the explosive plays. It's just CJ Stroud has some explosive plays. Just saying. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, give me give me Bryce Young and make me happy. This one has Will Levis going to the Colts. That makes so much sense. That makes a ton of sense. No quarterback. I mean, unless there's a trade, quarterbacks aren't going one two. We know that this year because the Bears aren't taking a quarterback. Yeah, I can see Chicago trading out a two. You have to if you're Chicago, right? I mean, no, unless no, no. I shouldn't say you have to. No, I, I think you have to go take, take Will Anderson and number two. You know what the problem is for them? I think the one team you'd want to trade with, you're not going to trade with. Who's that? I'm not giving the Detroit Lions their choice. No, of, no. I'm not moving back to five for 18. Honestly, the one trade I want them to make, if I was, I would trade back from two to eight. Oh, yeah, with the Colts. Move back to where the Colts are. I want DJ Moore. Okay. DJ Moore, swap first-rounders. It'd be, be a good pickup for... Something else? For Fields. The Falcons makes a lot of sense. I don't know what they give up. AJ Terrell, maybe. Go get... Um... No, they traded Ridley, didn't they? Yeah, he's in Jacksonville. He's in I forgot he's in Jacksonville. You can go trade for Ridley, Dude, what if he's... No, he got traded. I know we talked we talked so much about Deshaun Watson, obviously. He didn't play for two years. Ridley... Really, really hasn't played in two years either. Yeah. What if he's good? Oh, Trevor Lawrence has got it made, man. That Jacksonville offense is going to be nasty. Yeah. Like, this Zay Jones guy has come out of nowhere. They hired an offensive coach. Um, Christian Kirk. He's had a pretty good year. I think it's still an overpay. Oh, for it's a complete sure. overpay, yeah. That's been really impressive. The only thing I don't really understand is how they're using Etienne. I thought he does not catch the ball out of the backfield enough. No. I think it's because he's hurt. But, like, you had Calvin Ridley to that offense. The and Texans... Ingram at the tight end uh, spot's been... Yeah. The Texans, man, like... It's so funny, like, halfway through the season, it really felt like they were a franchise quarterback away from winning the division next year. I honestly thought that. The Texans? I thought that that's how bad the division was. And now you're but staring now that, at it and you're But going. now that Trevor Lawrence has really just, like... He's turned the corner in a... I mean, his last six games, he's thrown for 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, and one pick. Yeah. I mean, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year, the last six games. And it's going to be a chase for sure. The one thing with Jacksonville that, like, I think you have the advantage over 
they still have a terrible GM. Oh yeah, what's his face? Balky. Yeah. yeah. Like there's just there's no way I would have any confidence in that franchise that like he is going to be he's not going to screw it up at some point. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety. Joe George, Michael Connor, Noah Faust with you. We've got one segment left to go here on the Matt Thomas Show. Song? You said you finished this. Is, do you know this one? I know all I know is it's Happy Gilmore. It's Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner. Oh, it's called Tuesday Song, Joe. Did you know? I didn't. Tuesday's Gone. Oh, Tuesday's Gone? I think it's, okay. Oh, okay, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I know. Is I it Happy Gilmore? Is it in Happy Gilmore? Isn't it? I could have sworn that. I don't think it is. It's in it. No. Is Happy Gilmore a top? Three sports movies. No, no. Five. No. I thought you were going to say Sandler movie. Ten. N- uh, probably not. What are the best sports movies? Um, I, I'll get, I'll get crushed for this one. My favorite to this day, and it's a comedy. It's Slapshot. I like Slapshot. I love Slapshot. I think Happy Gilmore for me is like my favorite. I mean, but like, it's not really. Is it? A, it is a sports movie. Yeah, it's a golf. comedy, but like, it's a sports movie. It's probably. Back half of the top. Two. I love Happy Gilmore and Waterboy. Oh, oh Waterboy is so good. Waterboy is so funny. Um, I would say I, I'm a big fan of Remember the Titans. Tuesday's Gone is the final song played oh, on okay. Happy Gilmore. Um, is it a top three Sandler movie? Happy Gilmore? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Big Daddy. Or not Big Daddy, Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are probably. Happy Gilmore. Honestly, you know what my favorite Wedding is? Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer. That movie's great. Have you seen his new movie? No, it's different. Have you seen it? Did you ever see his basketball one that he just did? No, I didn't. With good. the, uh, I liked it. What's his I name? I will say the only thing that was bad about it, uh, Queen Latifah, him as his wife, is not believable. I didn't, I didn't see the, actor. um, what's the one he tried to get a, an Oscar for? Uh, Uncut Gems. I didn't I see that one either. Somebody asked me that the other day, she goes, have you seen Uncut Gems yet? And I'm like, no. No, all I've seen is like the KG scenes. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. He just, it was so, I mean, Sandler was. He is like awesome. what You know what, like, like Marvel movies are today? Yeah. Like, can't miss? Like, that's what I felt like Sandler was growing up. Like, when, like it wasn't like the box office thrillers, but, like, everything he put out was incredible. Everything, you know, yeah. You know what I love? Anger Management. Anger Management is pretty good. Like. I know this is a dumb one. that I loved this, you know, I was probably teenager when it came out. It was Click. The, the TV room. Oh, yeah. One. I it was love okay. That. It was stupid. The kids at the house, the, the nephew, one of the nephews loves, and I mean loves grown ups and watches grown ups, I swear to God, at least once a week. Why? He just thinks it's the funniest movie ever. He's 10 years old. I mean, yeah, I guess. He just, I, you know what I think it is? I think he likes to look at Selma Hayek when you know, <laughs> she's got her boots hanging out everywhere. I honestly think that's what it is. That makes sense. You know what the worst part of being a dad is? What is it? Thinking about the day that comes and um, you have to have conversations about sex. And- no, no, that's, that'll be fine. It is the television selection 
That enters your life. Oh, yeah, because you have to watch a bunch of stuff. See, they, all the nephews and niece are older. They're all 10 is the youngest. The, the twins are 10. So we finally like, realized there are certain like, things that I still won't watch with them. Yeah. But like, the oldest is about to be 15. Yeah. I'm introducing him to a little bit more. I had him watch Zoolander the other day. Hmm, good movie. Um, I've, I've recently had him watch Step Brothers, and I feel okay about him watching those now. But I understand what you're saying. Like, you can't watch certain things in front of a kid. Um... Yeah, for sure. What's like the first movie you remember watching that like you're you knew you shouldn't be watching? Jackass, the movie. You know what mine was? So when we when uh, my high school when we were we they did these trips every two years, like the theater department, speech department, choir. Uh, they would go to Florida or they would go to New York. Mm-hmm. And my dad was the uh, theater director and like the speech coach or like debate team down here, and I think like it was like eighth grade. Um. And it was like four, it was going to fourth grade. So this is right before 9-11. We go to New York in like that May. And we take a, you take a bus. And I got to go because some student walked, uh, like canceled last minute. And he let the students pick the movie. And no. let me tell you. What did they pick? Watching Armageddon. Oh, when no. you're like in third grade. It's pretty It's a terrifying movie. I love that movie. It was honestly the first time I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, I should not be watching this. Like, the world is ending. I'm just sitting there, and Titanic, of course. But, like... I only watch Titanic because of the, the yeah, scenes where yeah. you see your boobs. Yeah, first I know that one. sounds ter- Like, I know somebody, somebody out there is listening and goes, oh, that's misogyny. I mean, you're... A, I was like a 10, no, 12 no, no. Old, I think you, kid. No, if you're 30 years old like we are, like, that and Gladiator... Like, that's what you watched it for. Yeah. I used to watch Caddyshack. I, I watched Caddyshack on VHS that my dad had from, like, when, before my parents, like, you know, back when mm-hmm. it came out. And my brother and I would sit there and rewind the damn <laughs> scene where the woman's showing her boobs. Now, I watched Gladiator, like, two weeks ago. That movie's so long. It's really good. Russell Crowe used to be awesome. Until he got huge and fat and terrible. That's so mean. That's, it is pretty mean. He's All not right. that terrible. That's going to do it for us here at Joe George, Michael what Connor. What an end of the no, show. What an end of the show. You know what? We stayed pretty on topic for... Oh, we were good. Two hours and 45 minutes, which is unusual of the Matt Thomas show. Yeah. So, um, Michael's back tomorrow. Gordy, I believe, is with you. Yeah, he'll hang out for a little bit. Uh, I'm here at three in three minutes with the A-team, of course. Adam Klein and Adam Wexler, they are the A-team, and they are next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.